Hey everybody, MCA here. Welcome to Ganf. Um, this week we're doing a Star Wars episode. Um, hopefully this will come out around Star Wars Day in May. Um, that's the plan anyway. Um, I'm here on the far end of the Victoria Line, um, where I've been, I've been working in London the last few weeks, um, doing my usual video uh, nonsense. Um, and I thought I'd record this open to introduce this episode. It was uh, recorded about a week after The Last Jedi came out um, and features our discussion about it that was meant to go into season two but never did um, because it was way, way too long. Um, my audio quality on this episode is not great. I've tried to clear it up a little bit, um, but it's it's not perfect compared to Gerard's who is always silky smooth. Um, by the end of this episode, I was half cut on uh, Cherry Breakwell vodka and probably frustrating Gerard with my long um, rambling nonsense. And uh, now you get to enjoy all of that. I've cut about an hour and a bit from this episode. It originally ran much longer than the film itself. Um, I think it's coherent. Uh, I think it's quite good now. I hope you enjoy it. Return to a galaxy far, far away. The heart of a hero. The courage of a rebel. The strength of a leader. The loyalty of comrades. The power of the Force, an epic of heroes, villains, and aliens from a thousand worlds. The quest continues. The circle closes. The saga lives on. How do you want to do this one? Because, um, uh, I was going to make notes. Um, but well, I, I, ha I never have. But I, I know it. it's pretty fresh in my head. Yeah, didn't you go to see it um, last night or the night before? Uh, I saw it again on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, okay. And you, did you see, have you seen it in three D at all? Yeah, I saw the IMAX on Thursday. IMAX three D. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So I, I saw it uh, this time last week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw three. I, I saw it in three D as well, but not IMAX. Oh um, really? Okay. Did, any reason you went for the three D? Uh, I didn't buy the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went with family, so uh, yeah, it was just they were just like, like just, just, those ones just, just come along is, and yeah. Is that why you went in the morning as well? Is just because there was a slot or whatever? Yeah, basically, the, they ordered the tickets. I think uh, a couple of months ago, um, okay. and, and it was it was it was actually a good plan because uh, on the way out, uh, on 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 the way in, we we didn't have to wait or line up or anything like that. And on the way out, there was the 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 back and forth TSA style. Uh, chain of people oh, waiting shit. to get into the next the next screening and it was like you know five screens in that in that theater that how was, early did you go uh 10 o'clock okay so not even like yeah not like uh i know some places have done screenings from like 7 a.m so you know like you could get it in and still make it to work you know like, <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah, yeah. so have you seen it the once yes just the once I, I was trying to fit in another viewing this week but um yeah, uh, just didn't happen. 
I saw, I went to a midnight screening. Okay. Uh, like, uh, uh, it was opening night, right? Wasn't it? That Wednesday, Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. I did a double bill. So the double bill started about nine. With yeah. uh, Force Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens. And... Okay. So, um, right. Okay. So should we just dive into it? Should we do a pre-spoiler kind of yeah. chitty chat, general opinions, and then the rest of it's just going to be a fucking hour of spoilers because yes. actually not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because you can't really, you can't really not do that. Uh, what did you think of the Last Jedi? Good sir. Overall, I rather enjoyed it. I had problems with it, but overall, I rather enjoyed it. How about you? I fucking loved it. Oh, really? Okay. It might be my favorite Star Wars film of all time. Wow, I'm 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 a little bit surprised. Okay, that's 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 great. You're a little bit surprised because I've been really coy about this on on text with you. You have, and I've deliberately avoided social media i've tried to give you the uh, opinion that i might have hated it with a vitriol yeah so, I, I i couldn't quite tell you were so cagey that i was like i'm not gonna try and infer anything because i, I don't i don't have any idea um so, so so what what was it about it that really swayed you um it's i think we've discussed this the 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 idea that you could get bored of star wars has played on my mind quite a lot since yeah since the end of Force Awakens, which was, you know, quite a good film. Yeah, it was fine. But very much is obviously a retread and nostalgia thing and, and, a, and a play on on a, a lot of what has gone before, which is great because it reminds you how much you used to love Star Wars. Absolutely, yeah. I got, I got lost in the nostalgia. Yeah, which is fine, but I'm not the biggest fan of nostalgia, never have been. No. Um, and uh, But I, I'm, I'm fine with reverence, I suppose. Sure. That's different than nostalgia. It's different from nostalgia. This sort of dewy-eyed kind of, kind of looking back and just retreading it, and you know, remember, you know, when this was, you know, the past was always better. Basically, my childhood was yeah. always better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, and how that how that has become a, an industry unto itself nowadays. Yes. But anyway, yeah, no. So I'm a, you know, I have been a fan, but I, the the prequels are a mixed bag for us, as I'm sure we'll get into in spoilers. Um, mm. Because of this one's ability to just kind of excite me in both as a film as a franchise film in, yeah. or a franchise installment and as filmmaking in general, which I think some of it, and we'll get into this, I think some of it could be a bit of a trick, but either way I've been susceptible to the trick okay. and I'm very happy to have been tricked. Okay. Um, All right. I must admit I was, I was shocked by the way it affected me because okay. I, I have been doing my best to uh, stave off my cynicism because I I, I enjoy, similar to you. I, I really enjoyed kind of getting swept up in the in the uh, new Star Wars, and it's not a prequel of the of the of um, uh, Force Awakens. Mm. Um, I enjoyed Rogue One for what it was, flaws and all. I thought, well, okay, I, I, I it's it's not quite a Kevin J. Anderson extended universe <laughs> film, but it's but it was kind of it was it was fine in, in many, many respects. Um and I there were bits of it that I really enjoyed and, and I had problems with some of it. But right. um I got some major prequel vibes from the trailer for for The Last Jedi. Actually you've said that to me before, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I must go back and watch those trailers now actually. Um it was just the kind of the non stop action and some of the imagery that 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 made me go, ooh I'm a bit worried, and I was, and I, I recognized that kind of being the, 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 the spark that, um, that that ignites the 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 raging fire of cynicism, and now ah, this is shit. So, and I tried to snuff it out as best I could, and go in with as pure a heart as I possibly could. Um, okay. Resultantly, uh, when 
the Lucasfilm logo comes up and the and the Star Wars hits, I immediately had dewy eyes. I immediately had I was I was I was like weepy and for completely unexpectedly, I was like it's Star Wars. And I and I, I kind of had that excitement in me, and I, and I just I didn't expect it. I was I wasn't expecting it whatsoever. But um, and there were a few moments throughout throughout the film where 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 that sort of thing kind of happened to me, and it really it really kind of got to me. And those bits I really okay. enjoyed, and it was just bits that we'll get into later that that kind of undercut that somewhat. Okay, this isn't. I, I wondered if one of us was going to hate it. So no, this isn't going to be quite didn't. the uh, the point counterpoint. No, I, I def- definitely didn't hate it. Um, uh, overall, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I just have some nitpicky things that I, I think a couple of people I've, I've, I've tried to avoid social media about it, but I've, I've, I've it's, it's kind of hard to, 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 to get away from it. A I've of- read quite a lot of things, so I can, I can, I can catch you up on a few bits. Okay, a couple of people that that I've not managed to avoid though, um, have have said that on second viewing they saw more and had a different opinion of it. And it kind of developed their opinion of it. Didn't didn't switch it around completely, you know. Okay. In, initially, they were like, "It's fine," and then on second viewing, they were like, "Actually, it's great." So I, I kind of want to see it oh, again good, and see good. if that happens. So, um, I'd be interested to hear if it does actually. Yeah. I, I would say on second viewing, any even minor criticisms I had, pretty much burnt away. Wow! Okay. Because most of the answers are actually in there in, in deft filmmaking ways. So if you kind of go like, well, how did that happen? You know, mm-hmm. like Jay had a few, we were texting back and forth after he'd seen it. And um, it was like, how did that happen? And then I saw it again and I was like, actually, because they just show, they show this and that okay. perfectly explains it. Cool. Um, and I only really had one of those because I'd, I'd missed a line, I guess. But but it was oh, like, yeah. I was exhausted when I went into the screening. <laughs> well, it was late <laughs> you know, night. So, yeah. awakened, and, and, you know, I got back here at like 4 a.m. or something quite like, yeah. And then the next day I was like wreck, but then um, yeah. So I've seen it now. I've seen it. I'm going to say 2.7 times because I I nodded out of it in screening two because it was Saturday afternoon with Ed and I was exhausted from three days on the trot of work. This is the the solid week of not really sleeping at home right. um, that I had into Monday night, which was the I ended up off sick on Tuesday because of it. So I just had to sleep. Um, so yeah, so I nodded out for a little bit. I realized I'd, I woke up and I realized that um, I'd missed the bit where she gives the kid the ring. Oh, okay. So um, anyway, let's not get into that spoilers. But uh, two point seven times. So I, I, I think I'm pretty well versed in answering any quibbles you might have. So this could get quite good. Okay, great. Um, actually, before we get into this, do you want to spoilers, spoilers, spoilers? Uh, yeah, let's 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 d- declare spoilers at uh, whatever minute of whatever the pod this is. This is. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find it. And we'll put it in the. The tiny bit of text we put below this. Oh, we won't, because fuck you. Um, you've probably already seen. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, you should have seen. Everyone's seen it, haven't they? Like it's it's actually it's done shockingly well, considering the uh, all the hoopla around it. Yeah. Um, if you're my mother, you haven't seen it, so why are you listening anyway? But you haven't seen any of the movies that we reviewed. For three months, I'm sure. What are you playing at? What are you yeah. playing at, Wendy? Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Better things to do than this. <laughs> She's one of our few regular listeners. Let's not put her off. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you know, we, we love you, but you stop here and uh, go and see the film. Are you back? Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Spoilers. Everything from here on is spoilers. I believe we've... I'll put in something here. Um, can, can it just be both of us going, Luke dies! <laughs> All right. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Luke, Luke becomes dies. one with the force. Oh, okay. There you go. It doesn't die. Yeah, it doesn't die. No one ever goes. <laughs> Yoda's a puppet, and I loved it. Yoda's a puppet. I, a, force pu- a force puppet. A force, uh, <laughs> a force <laughs> ghost hits someone with a stick. <laughs> that That's is fucking marvelous. amazing. That Actually, was... do you just want to do, before we get into this, do you want to do some highlights? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So I, I said this on online. My top three highlights were... Um, Scene that basically explains why I'm vegan nowadays. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, the the creepy green milk there's, thing. There's, there's literally three. <laughs> it can be anyone, but it, 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 when I say that, it depends who who I'm speaking to, which one they go to. Yeah, the crazy milk one. Yeah, because, but, because with, it, with the creepy it... look as well. Like there's well, there's, yeah. two, there's two creepy looks in that. There's there's Luke where he's drinking it and staring intensely in into Ray's eyes. It's all in his beard, and then the creature turns to Ray and and is kind of like, I'm enjoying this. It's yeah, really it's really so... creepy. I love it's it. Like... <laughs> oh, this feels great. Oh, oh so creepy. Um, <laughs> but I love it. The pork the pork one with uh, with Chewie <laughs> with the sad little pork. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which I've heard people um, say online, they assume that the, the little porg yeah. uh, that he's about to eat, uh, sorry, the little porg that's all like, uh, you know, that is looking at him, he's about to eat his mother. <laughs> <laughs> like it. And then the third one is the all the animal rights stuff, sort of. Uh, the, through the, with the, the horse um, cow things. The horse cow things, yeah. I've heard them called long ears, and I don't know if that's canonical. Okay. Or um, basically they look like the things from The Last Guardian, if you've ever seen anything to do with that video game. No. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I saw. Yeah. I saw Project Trico. It was called I saw pre- years, previously then. recorded, like teased it when they did one of their E3 coverage things. Um, is it li- li- little little boy and giant like dog <laughs> thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it looks like that to me. That's what I was. I I it made me think a lot of Project Trico, which became the Last Guardian. Okay. Which was by the people who made Ico and Shadow of the Glosses. Uh, what were my other two highlights? Um, droid belly scratching. Oh, okay. When uh, when Poe when the BB-8 comes back to uh, back to uh, um, Poe, to he, po he and he, and his body and he scratches his yeah. belly. Um, and uh, these are my three ones: the vegan one, the droid belly scratching. Oh, Aid Edmondson. Sorry, Aid Edmondson was my third. Aid Edmondson. Aid Edmondson. Did you not even? Aid Edmondson. People just completely film? missed it. Was Aid Edmondson? Who who was? He was Hux's number one guide. Was he? Yeah, the one who's like. Shit. That was Aid Edmondson? Edmondson. Oh, I love that. Okay. Uh, one one of mine was actually the 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 moment where and this is a deep spoiler. Uh, I, I keep wanting to call her Ponda Babu, but that's not her name. General Hodor. It's something okay. like that. What's her name? Hodor. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Hodor thing, is the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Hondo. Hond- Holdo. Holdo. There you go. The 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 moment that that really stood out to me. One of the highlights is when she sacrifices herself and and goes to light speed through the Snoke's ship and. The, the the filmmaking to get into kind of like a cinematography space the filmmaking on that i thought was was exquisite because yes, just the, it, it's the sound the, the sound of her going and then just silence like a several beats of silence and and i was in my mind i was just like that was badass because it was just a great moment i thought they um they sent a warning out to projectionists with that in case they uh in case, uh, in case they the the projectionists thought everything had gone horribly wrong, because it apparently oh. it's literally silence. Oh, really? Like there will be no readout on your on your, on your, your thing meter, for it yeah. for like ten seconds or whatever. Wow! So don't freak out. Yes, yeah, so some cinemas apparently posted a notice about it, which you know was considered a spoiler. 
And we've got my email if you if you've got it to hand. Oh, you know what? Fuck, I forgot all about that. Let with, me bring uh, this. With some, some predictions that I now realize after I went into the screening halfway through, I was like, ah, shit. I, I kind of mixed up the timeline of The Force Awakens and Rogue One. So, oh, really? so so there might be some stuff in there that's like, yeah, that can't make sense. That couldn't have happened. Um, so so forgive me for that, but it'll be funny. <laughs> so, yeah. There will be no quarter. G G3 <laughs> doesn't know Star Wars, handing your, hand in your geek card moments. Uh, I'd completely forgotten you'd written this. So, so this is like a, um, I wrote it the nice... morning of, on oh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's starting at home and on the way. So the last, the last couple were literally in the car on the way to the, to the theater to, to watch it. So I received this email on the 16th of December at 1625, which would be 925. Uh, yeah, 925. Yeah. Uh, thought this would be fun for our last Jedi pod. My predictions by Jared House, aged 33 and two-thirds. <laughs> Caveat, I have read nothing about this movie. Uh, this is based purely on inference from the trailer and what we learned in The Force Awakens. One, Rey will struggle with temptation from the dark side, but will ultimately end up learning that, it, that it's not as straightforward as light and dark. The phrase, this is the light and dark, in, in no way, it should be up. there is. This is the is, but it should be there is light and dark in all. It, the light, the the the. Yeah, it's supposed That's to say there is. what you said. No, I said no. We're going with what you said. Okay, all right. That, that read what I said. <laughs> the phrase "the is light and dark in is all" <laughs> will be used at some point. Now let's 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 address this. Shit. <laughs> That is light and dark in is all. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember anyone saying that. <laughs> no, no one did say that. No, no. I, I, so, so my my over overarching theme of this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Was that I, I thought we were going to get into a post Cold War, it's all muddy kind of era of Star Wars, and and the the notion of light and dark was going to go away and everything was going to be gray kind of and okay. it was going to be you know ray gray it, you know it's like poetry it rhymes um this is a george lucas quote uh but but yeah that didn't happen at least mm. not to the degree i was expecting it to i think you might be right though i think in time that's that could be where it goes certainly a lot of the sentiments expressed throughout the film you know, by the Kylo Ren, the, the whole let it let it die and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a great article. I think it was on BuzzFeed about how Kylo Ren is is too clever a character for this franchise. Interesting. Or too too, um, too broad nuanced, too complex. Nuanced. Yeah, because he's basically a, a school shooter that you sympathise with. That's a really good description of him. And and because he, I mean, it, like you sympathise with him, and and to an extent, sometimes in this film, agree with him. Yeah. But, like. Depending on how much time passed between this and The Force Awakens, he just fucking killed Han Solo, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. His own father. Right, killed his own father, and you know, almost killed his own mother in, in a moment in this film, yeah. but didn't. Uh, you know, the, the, there was the, the, that's that's a, that's a really good and, and kind of interesting thing because you do kind of sympathize with him, and there's there's a parallelism between what he thinks and what Luke thinks. The, you know, Luke's whole thing of this, you know, it's time for the Jedi to end, which was, you know, heavily featured in the trailer. And then yeah. that sentiment comes out 
with like it's time for the Jedi and the Sith to end, or or, or the Rebellion and the Empire slash First Order to end at the end when, when Kylo's talking, trying to convince Ren to Ray to um, uh, join him at the end of the film. So it, it it there is there is an element of that. It's just not quite as heavily played out, and it and it's kind of backed off on at the end of the film um, and and reset a little bit uh, for, for the next. Oh, do film, you think so? I would say so, just because of Kylo's turn. And the fact that he just seems to have assumed power. Um, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be the, you know, the, 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 the new, new emperor. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. But, but, but the implication I got, the inference I took from it, let's say, was that, um, that he kind of, by Ray's rejection of him, gone, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh, okay. assume control in, instead of, in, in Snoke's stead. Yeah, I suppose without having that that you know um, analog from the light, they can't control both sides. And then when she's raising the rocks at the end, I suppose she very much is the like the new, the beginning of the new Jedi Order or whatever you want to call it. Not necessarily that far because the very anti-establishment kind of way it leads into that, isn't it? But um, yes, yes. And, uh, I, and I was like, I was nodding, yeah. and and when Luke was giving his, his his speech about Jedi and having to end, I was like, yeah, definitely, because I kind of hated what the Jedi were in the prequels. Yeah, kind of like pseudo governmental, but have zero uh, accountability. Organization of 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 uh, like religious monks who go around with like have these extremely powerful thing, uh, these extreme powers, and and the ability to shift the balance of uh, of power and in, in the galaxy literally and as like i don't know if they're necessarily any less malevolent a force uh, than the sith and you know at least the sith are being honest with with what they are whereas these guys are kind of like under the auspices of being good uh you know massaging the 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 the, the fabric of reality for uh, to, to to match their vision uh, so I had a bit a real hard time with the Jedi, and, and I was like, "Yeah, definitely." When when Luke was uh, Luke was kind of giving his speech about how the Jedi really shouldn't continue. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, that's in many ways it's also some sort of commentary on resetting Star Wars overall, which is what I think I responded to so much in terms of my takeaway from it, in terms of how much I enjoyed it because it isn't it's kind of so unreverential. Not so unreverential. It's so unnostalgic for what went before. It's not just like that's what we always had. Let's do that. Yeah, you know about that, and that's uh, yeah. Because I mean, if you look, I mean, we'll get into the prequels, but yeah, what they did and how they how you first meet the Jedi in episode four. Yep, and then I don't know, depending they're on which way. Essentially, you look. at that point, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're dead. yeah, and it's it's not about bringing back what they were. No. In, in uh, the fucking tag of the clones. Yeah. In the days of the Republic, as it were. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Do you want to do number two? Yeah. Let's do number two. Uh, despite this, Kylo Ren will turn to the light. Wrong. Oh shit, really? After the, um, capricious nature of Snoke becomes clearly evident. Uh, Snoke will order some mass loss of life and not care. Giving old pointy face boss. Old pointy face. Um, Ken. Uh, Adam Driver? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, you're way off, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way off. Yeah, I, I did thought, like I th- that they created that... Sorry, Cam. No, I, I thought I thought that this was going to be the, the 
the the the, the facility for for him to really regret killing his father and see that the dark side doesn't care about life at all and that was what was going to turn him okay i i've been giving this some thought and i'm i'm sure they will turn him by the end of the next one especially if it's potentially going to be the film i think it's going to be now um but uh i get i was thinking about how like the the first trilogy you know the prequels are the yeah. are the sort of fall of anakin yes and then the second trilogy is kind of the rise of luke mm-hmm and so if we're doing Rises and Falls of the Skywalker, like if this is still the Skywalker, Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure it is, um, then this is the fall or the, the the rise of an evil, the fall, rise, whatever, of Ky- of ben, uh, ben Solo. Sure. Because he's, the, in theory, based on the revelations in this, he's the only Skywalker. Yes, yeah. Cause... If, the, if, the, if the episodes still are the Skywalker saga, then, then in theory this is... He he would end this one, and then you know by the time we get to ten, eleven, twelve, he's fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. So he hasn't even peaked in terms of his evil yet. Okay, interesting. Him killing his dad is just him murdering sand people or the young right, ones or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kylo killed younglings. You were the chosen one. <laughs> I hate you. Acting. Um, number three. Number three. I'm so sad this didn't happen. I'm so sad this didn't happen. Finn and Poe will have a buddy cop movie type relationship, but but both be in love with Ray, causing conflict between be- between them, a la Luke, Han, and Leia. This will uh, be neatly tied up by the end of the movie, however. Nope. Now, I still think that uh, Poe and Finn are going to get it on. Oh, okay. So, That's hard. I think there's a, there's a little bubbling under there. I don't know that they'll do that in in what is a kids' film essentially. Like I still believe these are children's films, which yeah. is why I like kind of broad stroke storytelling and why I think some of the the people who are on the the angrier, more trolly end of the uh, the conversation online need to just back off because they Chill, were kids yeah. when they fell in love with this thing. Right? So yeah. Yeah. And remember, they remember that, that it's still yeah. a kids' film. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't aged with you. They're still pitching for the same audience. Sure. Yeah, I was hoping that because because like their their relationship in uh, there was there wasn't enough of them together in the Force Awakens for me. So I was hoping they were going to remedy that in this, and they didn't. They were they were they, they were they weren't together enough for me because I think they got a really nice kind of buddy relationship going on, and um they, they didn't. That was one of my criticisms of the movie was that they didn't use that enough, and I yeah. wanted to see them getting up to shenanigans and covering each other and, and you know like blaster battles and stuff and there wasn't there wasn't nearly enough of that for me but i was still okay with it it's, it's just that was that was kind of what i was hoping for that's quite fair actually they could have they could have very much decided to do a, the, yeah the proper finn and poe movie which would have been nice yeah but then i think they would have had to address certain things <laughs> i don't think ryan johnson wanted to deal with that shit is it ryan um ryan it's right okay i've been saying it Ryan. That's what Jay was doing as well, and it's just like... Oh, okay, because it, lo- it looks Welsh, but I suppose that would be Ryan. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> he, is, he is Welsh. No, he is Welsh. Um, Wasn't the last one Welsh? J.J. Abrams. No, 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 I was thinking uh, Rogue One, wasn't that Gareth Edwards? Oh, okay. oh, I forget now. I can't. We got into that We did get into it. Let's okay. not get, let's not get into it again. Either of them are Welsh. Either yeah. of the two Gareths I thought were Welsh. Neither yes. of them are. Um, yeah, that's it. It is interesting how this movie um, 
chunks up its characters, which we'll come back to. Yes. Um, where it sends them and who it introduces, which again, I think has pissed off a lot of people. Um, okay, next four. Embarrassing uh-huh. Uncle Valley will make an appearance. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, none of that. There were a few, there's a few shots that were kind of dog shit, but on the whole, I think it's some oh. of it's a new benchmark. Uh, absolutely. The, the, the seamless... Uh, the the seamless mixture or let's say compositing of cg and practical effects in this was brilliant and i was i was going off rogue one um and this the um what's his name uh going off tarkin um okay I, I was like maybe they, i hope they don't do that again but given the fact that i think this was in production before rogue one came out and they probably wouldn't have had a chance to address the, or, or they would have actually the, the uh, you know the the kind of universally negative reaction to the Tarkin stuff and to a lesser extent, the Leia stuff at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that they were going to be so far down the line putting someone else in. And, and I knew it wouldn't be Carrie Fisher because, uh, because I, from what I understand and understood they had all, if, if not all, then most of her stuff shot before she died. Um, but Did I was worried. Think, sorry. No, no, I was just worried there was going to be like a, a character from one of the original, the originals that was going to be put in and was going to look, terrible and there wasn't and i'm glad yeah but i mean it was a guy in a rubber suit wasn't it yeah it was i'm fine with that looked a bit fatter but you know if you'd shown up being a cgi guy guy. doing backflips think if there were cgi aliens all over the shop but yeah i mean i mean snoke i thought snoke looked pretty good i mean he looked a bit old man steptoe but yeah um yeah i suppose i suppose but yeah it, it, it wasn't he he wasn't meant to look superhuman. I mean, in, in that way, I don't know whether he's a deformed human in the way that Darth Sidious was, or whether he's just another creature. I did, and we weren't given any information about that, so no, you know, no, he, he could still be Jar Jar for all we know. Um, <laughs> there is a, there is an amazingly well written like it's 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 probably like a two thousand word essay on why Snoke is Jar Jar. It's fabulous. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll dig it up off. I think I found it on Reddit and and uh, put a link to it in the in the description of this. I think that's uh, just to get into that for a minute. I forget what my thought was a minute ago that I've just completely abandoned. But anyway, um, the uh, the abandonment of um, or the 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 lack of addressing those kind of Snoke theories and raised parents theories. Yes, um, is a lot of what I think's pissed people off. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 and a lot of the reason I love is just kind of like it doesn't matter. I thought exactly the same. So uh, yeah, the, the 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 group that I went to see it with, that, uh, uh, there was a lot of that. There was love. Right. Snoke and spoiler, Snoke died too easily, and I'm like, I'm actually kind of okay with that because we have done in the Star Wars series, we have done the arch, unambiguously evil bad guy thing, and I don't, I didn't, I kind of didn't want to see that persist. I didn't want another emperor. Yeah. And I, and I'm I was glad he's I'm glad he's gone and I'm glad it was it wasn't a Count Dooku style lightsaber lightsaber battle. I was I was worried we we're going to get flippy flippy floppy Snoke at some point. And and, yeah. and the, the the argument that I made was you couldn't have done that because he's just demonstrated that he is essentially all powerful, and he had to be tricked into being killed mm. because you know the way he was flipping Leia around and the way that he just you know. Like there was a, like a burst in early on in the film, a burst of force lightning, um, when he was disappointed with uh, with what what Rilo Kent, 
I always spoon oh, rice there. <laughs> that, that's a red letter media thing. That I think it, either Rich or either Rich or Mike called him Rilo Ken in like their Force Awakens predictions video, and and it's stuck with me ever, for the, like the last three years or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, there's there, there, there's there was no way you could have an outright battle where he loses. It wouldn't have rung true because he was like, well, he was just controlling the entire universe essentially with his force powers, so he had to be tricked into being killed. And sorry, that's that's point six, but. Oh really? Yeah. Did you uh, did you enjoy him uh, just throwing William Regal around the ship at the start? I did. That was fun. I bloody love that. Just yeah. the amount of times because uh, uh, Ben Solo. <laughs> I'm going to call Regal. him Ben Solo from now on because I Solo. think he's. I think this film is is very much the death of Kylo Ren as well as a as a kind of manufactured persona of Ben Solo. Um, you know, because literally he says he's wearing a costume or whatever, doesn't he? At the start. Yeah. Um, and he smashes his helmet. Yeah, that's funny. And um. But uh, but anyway, yeah, the um, oh well, he was flipping him around because at the end uh, uh, Ben Solo does it as well, doesn't he? He he throws him off that. He throws oh, he him does. off the, You're uh, right. the yeah. thing in the ship at the end as well. Like basically, he, like William Regal just gets thrown around in this one. Yeah. Like and I kind of dug that, and he also grew sideburns in about. I don't know how much time. How much time do you think is supposed to elapse between these two films? Because it can only be a month at most. Yeah, not much at all. Yeah, no, he grew no. sideburns in that time. Huh. <laughs> Got those sweet sideburns coming in. William Regal. <laughs> Yeah, it is William Regal, basically. Um, so, uh, point five. Point five, sorry. Uh, I think that they have to kill Leia. Interesting. I'm zero for five. Though I have... Oh, really? You got one thing right, didn't you? No, you didn't. Nope. Um, though I haven't read anything to that effect, but there's no way they can persist with a CGI character after this. Very true. They said very early on that there were no changes... They were going to make no changes to the the Leia arc in this film. Did they? I think okay, I haven't like, read that. Um, after she died, they weren't going to do because the, I think that was a. I think that might have come out after Rogue One with a CGI Leia that didn't look quite right. Yeah. Um, and they weren't going to do a CGI character for nine, and no changes were made to this. And did you get that feeling? Actually, and this is what I just forgot to say a couple of minutes ago. Um, when she gets burst out into space. Oh, I thought that was it. I I started well up. Oh, me I too. I was like, "Fuck! This is why they've made no changes to the storyline because you, they, they kill they're her already killed her." In. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just like you just see that the the close up of her face the frost and, starts and to stuff, like oh. ice, and you're just like, "Oh my god! This is yeah. how she's going to go out," you know? Which could have been a catalyst to for the Kylo Ren beat that you were talking about, you right. know, turning to the light. You know that, that someone else killed his mother. Or the first, I mean, they didn't have to kill millions they could have just killed one woman and they could yeah. have motivated her. that's true that's true and, um, what did you think about her using the force i i get the feeling that that would be a fairly polarizing thing to, to save herself oh, yeah. I, I, I loved it i thought it was great that. i loved yeah. it i thought that, that that kind of that imagery it made me think of of kind of fantasy movies of the 80s and then like a dark crystal um never-ending story kind of way just that just the the the, the aesthetic feel of it was was very it felt kind of practical although it was all cg i'm sure it felt yeah. very there was a very practical feeling to it and i loved the way it looked and i love the fact that they did it i i, I absolutely love that bit so yeah but i i as when i was watching it i was i, I was kind of thinking yeah people are gonna hate this people are gonna yeah. hate this because she's never shown any you know the, the 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 kind of star wars fans who annoy me are the ones who tend to read every little bit of of uh canon and non-canon detail um and 
Um, my worry is that the, the, those sorts of people will be like, well, but she never been trained with the Force, therefore she can't possibly do it because she didn't go through the Jedi Academy when she was a youngling and all this kind of shit. There's, there's that or there's the, that's not how the Force works. Um, oh, how do you know? Well, exactly. <laughs> she ain't got enough midichlorians. Yeah, but, oh God, have we got midichlorian argument people? I, I think it's, I'm, I'm trying to be very... Like, I see most people's criticisms, and I can... It's like I was with Rogue One, okay? I was okay. one of the few people who liked Rogue One when it came out. Yeah. In, a, in a group of four of us, I was the one who was like, yeah, I liked it, you know, because that's yeah. what I'm like. <laughs> I like Rogue One. Um, what? I liked Rogue One. Yeah. I had problems it was, with it, but fine. I liked I, it. I haven't... I feel... I don't feel the demand to go back to it. Um, and and that, that's where I think my... Uh, that and my reaction to Force Awakens is where my potential... Like, I don't want to be bored of Star Wars. I don't want Star Wars to not feel special anymore started. Yeah. Um, I feel, but, I feel uh, to, just, just to diverge very slightly into Rogue One, com- compared to the main series of the, of the Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, I feel what lacked in Rogue One was characterization. I don't remember a single name of a character in that film because I wasn't invested in them. Whereas Ray, Finn, Poe, and the old, you know, the, the classic stable of characters, they're very strongly developed and, and likable <laughs> characters who I care about. Whereas the Finn analog and the Ray analog in that, I don't remember their names even. Uh, Jin Erso is the only one I know because Urso, I, saw it, I saw it mistyped um, by Phoenix Phil. Hey, Phoenix Phil. Um, as John Erso recently, and they just made me howl. <laughs> I was just like, is this, is this a character we don't know? John Erso? So I know that one. Um, like Gender Swap cosplay was... character. Yeah, that's me. That's, I'm going to go I'm as John, John Erso. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I was about to say I remember the name of the robot, but I can't actually remember the name of the robot. Oh, K2SO for some reason. I that was it, K2SO. Yeah, that's actually the only, the only memorable character in the film. Was was he was uh, the only Alan, one that created that much empathy? Alan Tudyk as K2SO. Yeah, yeah. slightly uh, like psychopathic. <laughs> yeah, cynical, of. snarky robot. Yeah, uh, yeah. droid rather. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, the. The, the the yeah the, the the so basically what I was saying was that I'm I, I because of the reaction to Rogue One and it, well, actually this is so much bigger than that like I'm very much kind of like we can all coexist because have you seen this there's now a petition to get this stricken from canon oh shut up really yeah like it's so weird like the the reaction to this film is very um very strong and very kind of indicative of the kind of internet that I hate. That yeah, that doesn't doesn't we don't really want. Yeah. Or we don't. Need, but I'm, I'd rather not. I'd rather try and warm people back to the fire of yeah, reasonability. Yeah. You know, rather, rather than, than no platforming. Than yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, um, rather than strike them off. But yeah, in in a rewatch, the the layer thing mm-hmm. uh, very much just works. Any minor quibble I've got with it, it's almost like they they do. It's again, it's deft filmmaking. It's they linger on her face. Yes. And as the crystal you know, kind of they, building, yeah. No, no, no. This is before the chip even explodes. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so the, the you see, so Kylo Ren's all like, "I'm not going to kill my mama," and then those two Tie Fighters coming in like, "Pew!" Yeah. And then um, it cuts to her, and she knows it's going to happen almost, and mm-hmm. she takes a moment. It's almost like she just closes her eyes and mouth and just. Oh, okay. I don't want my lungs to explode. Then she's stuck backwards. Interesting. And and so you leave her in space, and it, it's weird. Even the um, it's almost like she creates a bubble around herself. Yeah. Because even all the bits floating with her move with her. Interesting. Okay. So it's it's quite nicely handled. Like if you're paying visual attention, it's quite nice visual storytelling. Yeah. So, but and in terms of how the force works, uh, it's like someone on 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 Facebook said. Um, 
you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't know they could do that or whatever. And it's just like, I just assumed they could do that because they were doing it. Yeah. Like, that's, just... That's how the Force... I mean, the Force is just... It's it's like magic in Harry Potter. It's just an undo button. It's it's mm-hmm. it's what you need it to be. In I, don't, I don't think it's like that. I think it's... Well, yeah, you could say it's like that because obviously they're making up these uh, films as they go along. But it's almost like every every film we've ever had did something else with the Force. Sure. It's not like the Force has always done the same shit. Yeah, we didn't see the Force lightning until, until what was that, Jedi even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and on the same note, actually, like, who the fuck was the Emperor before they did the prequels? Exactly. So who cares who Snoke was? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. We, we've always we just, had this, like, yeah. the Emperor just was just a guy on a guy. screen. Right, yeah. yeah. In, even in, in A New Hope, there was never... Was the Emperor... Meant, I mean, he was probably mentioned, but there was no idea of who he was. He was just someone... Yeah. Out there, and then he was only a screen in the second one, wasn't he? With the, when he had the big goggle eyes and didn't look anything like Palpatine. Yes. Yeah, and it was only later that we get backstories. I, this whole backstory thing bugged me a little bit, but anyway, we'll get to it. Um, uh, we're a number six. Six. Snoke gonna die. Hey, what? I finally got one right. <laughs> you got one. Yes. Um, and and one. Uh, and and so so how did you like how his death was handled? Uh, uh, people have been like, well, but if he was reading his mind, he should have known. And so my overanalysis of it is, well, well, yeah, A, it doesn't matter. But my, my, my analysis of it is that, that Ben was, was, was playing with him because he was turning his own lightsaber in his hand and Snoke was interpreting that as, as him doing what he was supposed to be doing when he was also turning the blue, blue lightsaber with the Force. So he couldn't yeah. discern between the two. That, for me, solves it. That's enough. I don't need any more than that. There's another layer to that where everything Snoke says is emotionally true. Right. He turns the lightsaber. He ki- he strikes his true enemy. Yes. I mean, he it's it's true to what he's feeling, but sure. it's not focused on the person he thinks of. And if you and, really want to get into it, then then like the, the the difference, and this is kind of prequel stuff, but the difference between the light side and the dark side is 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 using. Is is kind of like embracing your emotions essentially, and yeah. and and being driven by your by your anger and that sort of thing. Uh, Hate leads to suffering. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, Snoke could be blinded to what is actually happening because he's not he's not paying attention to the empirical or what's really going on in reality. He's paying attention to the emotional side of it and the and the hate. Because that's there. probably what he can read off off uh, Ben Solo or Kylo Ren or however you want it. Exactly. And it's and it's it all true. What's me. happening is all true. And it's yeah. a nice. Um, I think that and a few other bits in this is how you truly do fan service. Not in the Force Awakens kind of. Remember this bit, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of do way, you, because do, do you is, remember this kind of way? Yeah. It's it's like the bit in uh, Jedi where Luke gets his lightsaber back. Yes. Because it's sat on the armchair of the Emperor in that one. In this, it's kind of used against the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of nice little parallels in there, and I think it's. It's good. I've, you've seen Looper, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Ryan Johnson direct that? Ryan Johnson did direct Ryan Johnson. Oh, okay. And uh, that was his last one, in fact. All right. No, I, I like I like Looper. Isn't that like six or seven years ago? No. Well, maybe it was. Yeah, he did, there was a bit in that that's become something me and Luke quote constantly about storytelling and stuff. There's a bit where um, old Bruce Willis tells young Joe Levitt, yeah, in a in a bar about time travel, and he just goes, "Well, me and Luke always do it. It doesn't fucking matter." But he never says "fucking." You done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel shit. Because if we start talking about it, then we're gonna be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. It doesn't matter. When I hurt myself. It changes your body. I get the impression from having followed Ryan Johnson's career for 
however long ago Brick was, that he is a mild troll. So there okay. is a little bit of that happening where he's just kind of like, oh, you th- you got a Snoke theory? It's like The Rock. It's like, uh, you want to, you know, you want who Snoke is? It doesn't matter who Snoke is. You know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. We'll, we'll get into this. It's, it's, it. I and think my, a lot my, of people my, are, Go for it. Go, no, you go. I was just going to say, my, my level of, of, of Star Wars fandom, I came to Star Wars fairly late. So um, I, throughout my childhood, I was like, I'm a Star Trek guy because I had this false dichotomy. You could, you're either a Star Trek or a Star Wars guy in your, in your mind. You're like, it's well, Pokemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and probably in my mid to late teens is when I finally kind of rewatched the original. It, was, it would have been probably when I was like 13 or 14 when, um, when the special editions came out. And and that kind of reawakened the force, um, in me. And I, and I and I and I watched it and, and finally enjoyed it. So, but I've never really enjoyed it outside of the films. Like a lot of uh, there are people who play the video games, who read the comics, who uh, who want the merchandise. And I'll wear a Star Wars T-shirt, but I'm not mad for it. It's not. It's not that. That's not kind of. I'm not super duper sold on it in that way that I want every element of it. I enjoy the films for what they are. And outside of that, I don't really care that much. Um, so what is in the films is, is to me, what's canon. And I think a lot of people, when they watch these films and particularly the, the angry trolls or the people who are really, really upset about this one, they're probably watching it with an eye of like, they, they, they know they, there was no too much about it. And so when this doesn't conform, it's actually, in, in fact, I'm a bit hypocritical in this because it's exactly the reaction I had to Hitchhiker's Guide for the Gal- Guide, Guide, Guide to the Galaxy, the film. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> the, what, the, the, the Garth, the, the, not Garth, Ennis. What's Garth Jennings film. Garth and, Jennings. and I like Garth Jennings. I, 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 as a person on Adam Buxton podcasts and, and old Adam and Joe, I, 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 he seems like a lovely guy. Didn't didn't like his his take on it because it was it was too different from the books. And I, I get the feeling that a lot of the Star Wars fans who are reacting to this are doing the same as I did with that. And and they, they're going, this doesn't match up to some stuff that I've read previously. Therefore, I hate it. <clears throat> yeah no that's that's very true there was i think movie bob who I, I quite enjoy the work of on on youtube and twitter and stuff said something about like that's why a lot of people were angry because it didn't reward their investment that's an interesting way to put it it wasn't something they could have predicted based on knowledge and things like that and and i get that but it's it's there's a bit too much blame in that for me yeah i mean i've had a i had a big conversation with a guy i work with who was well, it's too much entitlement that. in that really there is too much in time in that, and that's why I worry about. There was there was a conversation I had with a guy I worked with who who was of that side of argument with this, and his his line was something along the lines of um, uh, people ex- people's expectations matter, hmm. and and it's a valid opinion if you're within that community. Sure, if that's your your valid. But I'm also of the the way that's kind of like. Okay, so whose fault is it that it didn't meet your expectations? Is it yours? Is it theirs? Do you need to address something in you? Does do you need to address something in your fandom? Like it's it's that's a gateway. That's a starting point. That's not the I'm going to shut down this conversation about this film because it didn't meet my expectations. Right. And and I, so I, I find that quite interesting. The problem is a lot of people don't want to then talk about that because a lot of people don't want to navel gaze as much as I do. Well, um, and, and, and self examination is hard for a lot of people. So yeah. Um. No, and that's an interesting thought because if I think about my feelings around the 2009 Star Trek movie. Um, I, it was, it was, there was, there was an element of that because I've been a Star Trek fan basically my whole life. 
um, started with the Next Generation and all the Rick Berman shows throughout the the, the nineties and early two thousands. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the Next Gen movies for what they were. Uh, really liked the the original series star trek movies not a, not as as big a fan of the original series as as some but the the movies with with kirk and spock and mccoy are, are great um and then 2009 comes along and I, I i was i was frustrated by the resetting of the timeline the whole you know let's let the, the let's diverge the timeline thing but i made peace with it because i was like well okay it, it just it, it's it's not the same timeline but that doesn't mean we can't persist the the other timeline and that's what what's happened essentially is that you've got the the timeline of the of the 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 jj movies and then uh discovery which we're going to talk about at some point um comes along oh, yeah, yeah. it's in it, it's in the the prime universe prime timeline yeah um, because it's before the point at which it splits off isn't it uh uh pass I think yeah uh, no no it's not that's a good point actually because it splits off it's not because it splits it splits off when Kirk's a baby Kirk's birth doesn't yeah, it yeah it does yeah no but 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 there's there's two timelines twenty five so these 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 two they they don't exist and and officially there's the the Kelvin timeline which is the JJ Trek and there's the Prime timeline which is everything else okay and and um when they made the Discovery series they made a deliberate point to put it in the Prime timeline. So it, it it's going to match up with everything else that's been made outside of JJ Trek, but but I think the, the the Star Wars fans who who are to Star Wars what I what I am to Trek kind of need to to, to do that a little bit in their heads and, and say, you know, yes, there's 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 decades worth of of canon here and then lots of other stuff around it. Um, we need to kind of accept this for what it is and move on and not be angry about it because I'm, I'm not angry about JJ Trek. It's, 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 it's fine. They're, they're not my favorite movies, but I'll, I can watch them. And, uh, and actually into darkness, not into darkness. What's the most recent one called? Oh, beyond beyond was, was one I like of the beats and shouting. Oh yeah. It was one of my favorite Star Trek movies that, that I've ever seen. I loved it. Oh really? Okay. Nice. Yeah. We watched it together over the summer. I like the beats and shouting. Did we watch it together? Yeah, over the summer. That was the first time I'd seen it. On television? I believe I have a, a, a red box still or something. This year? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I have no memory of that. That's really weird. <laughs> okay. Nice. I know. I, I really like it. I think it's a. I think it's really cute and really. I thought, yeah. Like it. Yeah. I I, I liked it. I, I like everything. Point, do you want to get to, to prediction number seven? Yeah, sorry. Um, You're okay. A retro character will show up, probably, possibly Boba Fett, possibly Lando. I thought that the guy in the casino was going to be Lando because they uh, really danced around not naming him. Yeah. You know yeah. when they FaceTimed Maz Kanata and they're just like, find the master code breaker. He's like the best. I fucked mm-hmm. him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that, is the, I, that was one of the moments where I was like, we didn't need Maz Kanata in this film. Yeah. They wanted to get her in because, you know, people like her and stuff and she sells toys. Yeah, um, I've just realised it should be called. This gag's probably been made by someone else, but the space time. Ah, uh-huh. space time. Space time. Yeah, they, they space time. Yeah, time. You thought that the, that's the, not the, been made by anyone else. I'm quite proud of the master code breaker was going to be Lando. I thought so because they just kept saying about the casino, and then I thought about like gambling you know, and they gambling and, and you know you're smuggler, you know, like all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I thought like because they just danced around naming him. It was really in the first viewing, I found it quite awkward. Like, like. Wouldn't you just say if if you were in a really precarious situation and someone else was like, "Oh, can you give me the name of that guy?" You'd be like, "You wouldn't say like, oh yeah, you can find him wearing a red plum 
boom, by the high stakes table at Canto Bight. You'd just be kind of like, yeah, Bill, here's his number. You know, like. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. And that's, I mean, but that, even on second viewing, that evened out and I was fine with it because okay. it, it actually feels kind of right. But because of that, I thought they were, there was an, um, they were obscuring who the character was going to be. And my mind went to Lando. Okay, fair enough. And then, so after I'd sent this, I was, I, I remembered that the, the Boba Fett uh, essentially ends up in the um, what's the big Sarlacc pit? pit. Sarlacc pit. But I kind of thought maybe he could have gotten out because he has a jetpack. Um, but I couldn't remember whether Lando died. I think he's actually. I think his jetpack goes off into. Oh, it the... does. You're right. It does. Yeah. I couldn't remember whether Lando died or not, and and so I was worried that that was me messing up the timeline and thinking this was uh, in the timeline of Rogue One. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping. I, I like Billy D. Williams, so I was kind of hoping he'd show up. But yeah, he there's didn't. still time. There's there still is. Time there is. That's up. true. If they want to bring back older characters like he's your your obvious go-to well, one, I think. I mean, it was Yoda in the end. This was the was the, was the that's true. Actually, they did. They you're back, right. Yeah. They did bring back characters. So I'm going to give you one and a half. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. A retro character. It did show up, and it was the proper like that Puppet. first Yoda we meet. I love like the it. mad date yeah. by Yoda is the one that showed up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one who really was like was, hitting, yeah. hitting R2 and trying to steal his food. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like when Lee first like, lands, he doesn't know yeah. that he's Yoda. That's It was, yeah, it was yeah. that character, wasn't it? Which is yeah. kind of strange Proper because like, he, he mellows out after that because he's like, he's almost kind of trying to test Luke's perceptions in a way. You will be. Yeah, yeah, with his half-closed eyes. Yeah. Um, but was it a real puppet or was it CG made to look like a puppet? I think it's a bit both. Um, it okay. is. It is a puppet. It yeah. was a physical puppet. Cool. But there's something about some of the way the mouth moved, um, and a lot of people have said it doesn't look right. Doesn't look like Yoda. Maybe he grew a mustache for a film that he's uh, he cares more about. <laughs> they CG'd out Yoda's mustache. <laughs> There's lip didn't look right. But no, I, I think there's some. There's yeah. a little bit of CG going okay. on, on top. I think. It, it, it looked great. Um, I love the way it looked. Yeah. Um, it wasn't overlit. The blue Force Ghost bit wasn't overlit, but I guess mm -hmm. nowadays the um, the, the 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 sort of um, the the I don't know, even know what to call it. The kind of overlay technology is going to be a lot better. And if it was true. a physical on set thing, they're then putting that in around it. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. Whereas some of the other ones were like, weren't yeah, they, they were like they're really blown out, yeah, like Guinness and shit. Mm. Um, but no, I was I was I was pretty happy because it did that nice. Uh, Luke's walk into the tree with his weird little smoke bomb. Yes, firebomb thing, and it just kind of drifted past him. You saw the back of his head and his ears. Yeah, that was a great moment. And I was like, just like, <gasps> Yoda! oh shit, it it's was on. kind of a really exciting moment for me. I don't know why. It was one of those ones that got me because I didn't expect it at all, and then then yeah. you know, I hadn't read any spoilers or anything, so it, was, it really kind of like I was like, yes, this is great. In the in the annoying yeah. way that you know people who watch who do do trailer reaction videos. <gasps> <laughs> no oh way, God, it's Yoda. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm, I'm really glad. I mean, I, I doubt they would have put that in the trailer anyway. If you think about no. it, the trailer was, although it showed a lot of um, uh, crate from the end of it, it yeah. didn't really like it. The, the, or the trailer I remember's big, like sort of dick swing moment was the um, was Kylo possibly. It was a bit bad taste in a way. Possibly going to kill Leia. Yeah, which you get in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I thought funny. the trailer was kind of nice. Actually, there was a moment with the with the crate stuff where I was very very satisfied that first time round watching it and stuff and i thought we were drawing to a close and you'd have that kind of like didn't 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 moment yeah. and it would end mm -hmm. and then i realized we'd never got to crate yeah and it was like shit there's 
there must be another 40 minutes of this. Because yeah. <laughs> you know? it is the longest one. It's like two and a half hours or two yeah, hours, the, 40 minutes. The, the, there was a moment like that where I thought, okay, we're at the end and it didn't come. And I had the same kind of moment. It's like, well, there, there's, there's, there's plot holes. There's stuff we haven't wrapped up. We need to we need to do yet. So, but yeah, I, to be honest, it didn't feel long. I, I've heard a few or seen a few people who've, who've said, yeah, it's really long. Um, it didn't feel long to me. I didn't have to I would pee, agree. So that was... Um, that yeah, was no, but actually... Sign. Yeah, no, same, same. Um, the only... I think a lot of people have said that the Canto Bright stuff feels long, but there's really not that much of it. They've really... If there was more of that, they've they've really cut it back. That's the casino stuff? The casino stuff, okay. yeah. Like, I think some people just thought that was very sort of B-story television episode kind of, kind of stuff. And it kind of was, and yeah. I get that criticism, but I... We'll get to it, but the, sure. I, I, there's so much of the film you don't get, and the best part of the film you don't get unless you have that stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the 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 moments that gave me the biggest prequel vibes were related to that. Um, the 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 kind of escaping on the horse cows thing uh, just felt like a pod race a little bit, and and when they cut out, out you know, there's that, that kind of like pan across from the casino, from like you're seeing uh, uh, Finn and Rose. And they, they were on the balcony with the goggle things. Yeah, and they show the track and I'm like, oh shit, is it going to be pod racing? <laughs> that was my immediate thought. <laughs> and then I, you I see the horse cows, you know, yeah. galloping past. Which um, I believe there is some evidence for, not for these creatures, but I think in one of the prequels there was a, somewhere where people were betting on some kind of racing or something. Oh, fair enough, yeah, okay. Um, but I can't remember... It must be on Coruscant in, in Attack of the Clones. Okay. I just noticed that number eight is, um, it just kind of shows how much I didn't remember uh, what happened at the end of uh, The Force Awakens. Because at the end of The Force Awakens, in my mind, the uh, Unimatrix Zero, or whatever that stupid weapon the, the Death Star was called. Um, <laughs> Unimatrix Zero. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Borg thing. Um <laughs> Uh, exploded and the first orders was left in disarray, but that's not what happened, is it? Because they got their fu- their shots off and and smashed up a bunch of planets. Yeah, they killed the whole. Um, what do they call them? The resistance or the yeah. new? No, do they, the new republic or new something republic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, one, one republic. Things. Yeah, the one republic. They kill one republic. They uh, they shoot out those kind of various sort of spidering things and they get several planets, don't they? Because it yeah. cuts to that one balcony kind of thing, and you've got these kind of well-dressed kind of people who are just like, and then they just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, do you want to read number eight? Because it doesn't make any sense. The First Order will rise, uh, will will try to rise again, but I don't think they'll put another Death Star in this one. Do you think, like, one of the things I like about this one is the clearing of the dead wood, you know, both in terms of character and in terms of um, repeating Star Wars... uh, Tropes. Tropes. Um, which I think actually it kind of, I don't, I'm not going to race back to watch them, but I think in, in doing that, it actually makes the prequels look better, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's we'll true. At least, that at, least they, at least they, they, they didn't just do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, which is kind of like what both was great and bad about Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, but do you think because J.J. Abrams is coming back for the next one, if you missed that? I did miss that. So, so we're going to have J.J., Ryan, J.J. Okay. So do you think... If it's, it's a like, JJ film, you get, and because of the reaction to this one, do you think you get a, like a soft backpedaling? I think there must be. If the, if, if I mean, if Disney are worried about about people persisting with this franchise, and worried about the, keeping the fans, it depends on how much it affects the bottom line. Really, if this performs worse than at, at the box office monetarily, if this performs worse than The Force Awakens, then I think they they have to. 
because it's you know the responsible thing to do for the the investors in the stock and you know all that that all that that shit that, that kind of factors into their decisions if this does as well or better than the force awakens i think they say fill your boots jj do what you want i think it's a, it's a very rough guess but i think this one has to do worse because because force awakens did so well i think they have to know that the high watermark of the force awakens making like like 1.4 billion, billion or whatever billion dollars yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah can't be can't be repeatable every year okay i'm going to quickly look up the numbers but um i know we said we weren't going to do numbers but let's do it that's fine um while you look up the numbers i'm going to read number nine yeah go for it go for it uh there will be a scene where bb8 will appear to be dead we will cut away from the scene, but come back later when it will be revealed that he survived, albeit a little battle scarred. I thought Is we were going to really get. Is that really what you put? Yes, I thought we were going to get the emotional. <laughs> no, BB-8's dead. Um, arc. cry for the uh, cry for the droid type thing. Cry for the droid. That would have been a nice beat, actually, because uh, but instead you got nasty evil analog. Um, yes, yeah. I like... think I'm crediting this to Phoenix Phil's wife, but BB hate. Oh, love it, love it. Well done, Mrs. Phoenix. Um, I, think that's, I think that's right. That's uh, marvellous. I love it. If it's someone else, I apologise. Uh, let's just say it was Mrs. Phoenix. Um, <laughs> she would hate that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, but uh, so, so the, I thought we were getting that moment when the hangar got exploded. Um, and okay. he, but he just kind of gets what against the wall and he's fine. Did you notice his head came off? I did notice his head came off. Because like... I quite like him in the, uh, the X-Wing at the start using his head as a conductor between That was circuits. great. Wait, and, and, yeah, he was trying he was... to do all that thing and he cut back to him and he had like 400 little little sparks. Yeah, that was thing. fun where he's like 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 kind of almost uh, fingers in, and, and, and the, excuse my, my expression, but it was like uh, burst dam or, or fingers in the dike kind of thing. Yep. Using his sweet things but yeah so bb8 doesn't did not but that would have been a really nice beat did you enjoy bb8 um doing the uh i'm gonna control an atst i did i thought that was pretty fun it, it i enjoyed it in the moment and then kind of like immediately got uh vibes of um r2d2 in this in sith when he when he has all of a sudden has a jetpack and sets the the floor oh. on fire with oil yeah. um uh, and there was a moment where i was kind of like where, where that popped into my mind and i thought and i was like stop it and and just enjoy this because BBA controlling a, an ATST is pretty fun. Yeah, they, I was uh, slightly alarmed by how easy the top of the ATST just kind of ripped off. Yeah, they are not well made. No, they're not not well made <laughs> at all, are they? Well, they must be hurried out, you know. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the uh, it's those Canto bite um, arms dealers. Yeah, uh, arms dealers selling tinfoil crap. Tinfoil um, crap to both the the first order and the resistance. Yeah, the the best thing about we'll get into arms dealing in Star Wars in a minute. The okay. best bit about that whole sequence seemed to be, uh, and it relates back to the X wing thing we just mentioned. Um, the way he was controlling it, in one hand he was just holding what looked like a tube, yeah. and then with one of those little things he was just shooting sparks into the <laughs> tube. It was almost like he had no idea what he was doing. But it was almost just like. Kush, kush, kush. But that, actually, those fight sequences, and I mentioned this to Jay just to see whether he got the same vibe too. Both the the post Snoke death fight and. Um, that one in yeah. the uh, in the exploded hangar bay, they both seem like um, uh, fighting game levels to me. Sure, yeah, I can see that. Like the 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 one looked like three sixty like DOA or Soul Calibur, mm -hmm. uh, where they're back to back and they can fight in any direction, and all that stuff. Yeah. And the other one looked almost like a two D kind of Tekken or Street Fighter the background action or Street yeah. Fighter. Yeah, where you had all the background action, which was the the ATST and the the troops, and then they the Phasma and uh, and Finn were just 
going along in 2D. I have some thoughts about Phasma. I hated Phasma in the first one because she was a nothing character. Yeah. Completely undeveloped. She's just a shiny stormtrooper with a cape. And I, I get that she's played by some Game of Thrones person. Fine. I'm sure she's a Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. I'm sure she's a fine actress. It's, this is not a criticism of her. This is a criticism of the writing. But the way I wanted them to deal with Phasma's death, and I was praying and hoping for Phasma's death in this one, was for there to be an armada of ships and a little 1970s display shows an exploded ship and for uh hux or whatever his name is or one of one of one of his subordinates to say that was captain phasma's ship (laughs) that's how you get her out of the series i bet ryan johnson thought about it because he he, obviously he's like well it was it felt like that's that scene felt like an afterthought didn't it to me it did at least it felt like like we've got to tie this up but we're going to do it in three minutes and it, it will mean nothing that was do one you of- think phasma's dead yes i hope so right i yeah. think well i i joked online that it would depend on how many toys she sold at christmas <laughs> but um i i don't know because it's like the first one where you know they leave her on the planet that's completely exploded in the garbage compactor or whatever yeah um but uh but somehow Sounds she bad. got off yeah you know I like that they broke the mask and you saw that like slight fear in her eye underneath. Yeah. But um, I I don't know. I th- I think you might see her again because she looks cool on posters. But again, it felt like a nothing character. She just feels a like a bit. prequel character to me. She feels like a, a you know some someone from from the prequels, like a, a, what the hell is his name? The uh, a Watto or a, <laughs> a, a, a not quite the not quite the level of a Jar Jar because she's not comic relief. Or you know maybe even um, uh, uh, Darth Maul. Uh, you know, the, the, oh, okay. Her, her yeah, prevailing characteristic is that she's a badass and nothing more. Well, not even she that she's a badass, cool. but she looks cool and yeah. it's a cool image and stuff. And ju- actually, in that respect, Darth Maul is probably a really good comparison because because it was kind of like I I, I was amazed that like um, you know if if all she did in the first one was uh, have a blaster pointed at her and go turn off the shields and she just did it. Yeah. That she that there was no demotion that, or anything that came off the back of that. Oh, good point. So in this one, she still got her position, and she's still just doing that same thing. Yeah, yeah, it would appear she she never had a plan. Like she could have just like in the Force Awakens could have just turned on the shields again really quickly. Yeah, um, I thought so. But she just did it, and then got thrown in a garbage chute or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, apparently, no, no, still a still a still a you know a, trusted a general battalion commander. But yeah. maybe no one else knew that ever happened. Oh, could be, yeah. In the, the and, fog and of war, be, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, a Kevin J. Anderson Phasma novel could uh, could really expand on the guilt she feels throughout uh, throughout her time. Maybe there is one. I don't actually know. But anyway, I, I don't mind. Uh, they did as little with her in this one as they did in the last one, and it was just kind of like, oh well, at least they didn't try and you know do any more. I would like that to be the end of her, but I I, I have a feeling if if it's JJ next time around, then it's. She'll probably be more. back. Okay. You know, she all she went. You saw her go into a fire, like a big fucking ball of fire as yeah. well. Um, but it doesn't mean they can't bring her back because no. she, she was she on have, a planet that exploded last time. She have robot arms yeah. or something, you know? Just a head, just a floating head. <laughs> on like a like a um, what was his name? The robot uh, Sith. Oh, General Grievous. Yeah, she's like a, uh, her head on a General Grievous four lightsaber body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, what have we got next? 
Uh, uh, downbeat ending. Yeah. Oh, next and last, even. Downbeat Indeed. ending. Um, no, you're wrong with that one, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a downbeat ending at, at, at all, really, in the end. Um, it was kind of a parallel, just just the, the visually thinking about it, there was a bit of a parallel to um, uh, to, to Empire, um, just because of yeah. this kind of staring out of ships type type thing. Um, but, but no, no, it wasn't a damn beat ending. I thought they were going to, I thought, I thought this was going to be more of a parallel to, to empire than it was. And I'm kind of glad that it wasn't. Um, I think it's more of a parallel than people think it is, but not in the way that the force awakens was to new hope. The force awakens is It's not a a virtual retread. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of really nicely done, um, nods that people don't realize are nods. Like Yoda showing up, Yoda showing up is a perfect example of the kind of, nod back to to empire strikes back that they should be doing yeah um you know it's light it's it it takes a little bit of thought to make you realize how close and how real it is sure but that um but that ultimately it doesn't matter it doesn't doesn't stop the film to to remind you of of the thing you liked before you know yeah so it's like we've all seen this. Look, hey, it's this. You know, what, um, do, you, what do you think about the the efforts at um, comedic moments in this? Most of them work for me. The actually, but there's a lot of people who do don't. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about a your mama joke in in um, a Star Wars your film. mama joke. What was when yeah, was that? Yeah. You know, right at the beginning. It's funny because everyone I mentioned this to doesn't remember it. You know when um when he's stalling with the uh, the X-wing. Okay, I'll hold. Hello. Hello. Yep, I'm still here. Can you? Can he hear me? Hugs. He can. With an H. Skinny guy, kind of pasty. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Look, I can't hold forever. If you reach him, tell him Leia has an urgent message for him. I believe he's tooling with you, sir. About his mother. Open fire! But there are there's a lot of snarky modern humor. Yes. But then I, I kind of feel like there's always been the humor of its time. Sure. In these films, whether it was whether it was Leia being like get this walking carpet out of my way, yeah, or boring conversation anyway, we're you know we're in a lot of trouble or whatever, yeah, or um or uh, uh what was it? Never, never tell me the statistics or whatever it is. There's always never tell me like, the statistics. Never like tell the me odds, the, number, the, the odds. odds yeah. Never tell me the odds. Or um, would it help if I got out and pushed? Yeah, you know when Leia says that. Sure, and, uh, sure. Even through to the was isn't there a, like a my tongue is fat doesn't hit someone. My tongue is fat. Doesn't someone hit Jar Jar in the balls? Yes, something does hit Jar Jar in the balls, yeah. Is it like a bomber or is it a droid or something? Uh, I don't quite recall, but yeah, I do remember him kind of like, you know, yeah. jumping Isn't around. A, yeah, I, either way, like I, I feel there's always been this humour. This is a very modern kind of humour. And I think there was still some of this kind of humour in the last one. Sure, um, there was. Well, but yeah. it's a bit more... the the. The the delivery of it and some of the sentiment and some of the words like are used are very now, but then what do you want it to be? Yeah. You know, I think it's very nitpicky. Most of it worked well, for me, but I lulled a number of times. Yeah, I did too. When you try and when you try and put things in like uh or take it out of the now, you end up with things like um uh, the the language of Battlestar Galactica, where you've got daggets for dogs and yarns for years, and it just sounds silly in five years. Okay. And, and, and so I, I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with with using kind of contemporary style humor in a in a non contemporary setting. I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, but but most of it landed for me. The I was still kind of in in my um, 
stupor maybe is that is, is the right word uh, uh when uh ray hands luke the lightsaber and just tosses it over his shoulder uh, tosses it over his shoulder i i, I kind of i chuckled but not as quickly as everyone around me because i was still in the force awakens in many ways and and, and there's that it's such an emotional moment at the end of that and you see luke for the first time in in decades you're seeing luke skywalker and for that to be undercut with like a, what's and i know this doesn't happen but in my mind the beautiful john williams uh uh, London Symphony Orchestra uh, score. There's a record scratch, like, and it throws the lightsaber over his shoulder. I know it doesn't like happen, but but in my mind, that's that's kind of that that it was that abrupt for me. But but in retrospect, I, I, I it was fine. Um, and yeah. the 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 whole comp, the, like the stalling tactic that Poe used, um, uh, with uh, with old Gleason was was pretty fun. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones that were in the. Yeah, because I feel like there was a lot of comedy in there, but but th- those are the two that really stand out to me. Yeah. Um. There's the, the little station characters on Luke's Island. Oh, I did like they. They do look like stations, right? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's exactly that. what I thought when I saw them. I was like, it's station. <laughs> it's station. I did like those, and I did like their. Uh... <laughs> when like the, the uh, Ray cuts it with a lightsaber and it just smashes it the, their wheelbarrow. Like, yeah. I like yeah. the, the beat, though, where they're just kind of looking at it. Yeah. And one of them's great. still just holding one yeah, of the yeah, handles yeah, of the wheel. Exactly. And just like... What the hell? I just avoided death. And when, when uh, there's the hole, that the, she, she puts the hole in the, in the hut as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the moment where they're like... Rah, 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 yeah. They're putting the bricks back in. Like, that's right. I was cleaning my blaster, it went off. Let's get started. Who were those things? Caretakers. Island natives. They've kept up the Jedi structure since they were built. I don't think they like me. Can't imagine why. <laughs> and there's the stuff with the, the porks. I guess the, 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 the vegan moment for you it was, was a comedic beat, wasn't it? The uh, Where Chewie's like struggling with the morality of eating a porg while being stared at by porgs. People did laugh around me and I didn't laugh. I took that quite seriously. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I do, that's, that is now going to be the explanation I give. Because I struggle anytime I actually like, oh, why are you vegan? And I give a different answer every time because I, there's no one reason. It's not boiled animal. No. Um, but now it's going to be, did you see The Last Jedi? <laughs> 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 you know that scene where the animal is looking at him and he's eating the animal? That. <laughs> like it's a thing it's a thing that can look at you yeah like, um but also the yeah the other there's there's two other good examples that oh it was all in his beard though i just didn't like it the like, milk that milk was in his beard and the, the, like the stare the, the, the yeah. kind of like creepy satisfaction of the uh thing yeah anyway but also then the animal rights thing is is uh is kind of a big sure. one as well I, I really like the animal rights so actually i don't know i followed ryan johnson's career for quite a while i don't know where he sits on the terms of vegetarian vegan whatever like i but i i want to find out now because i feel like this that has to have been made by someone who who has awesome. lived this lifestyle because of the way you you end up just relentlessly thinking about all this shit all sure. the time okay so but or, anyway, or at least has that. strong feelings on it you know even if yeah. they haven't lived it at least he's got strong feelings on it um so so yeah i mean i, I agree with that definitely um i i the reason i, I you know it wasn't message related as as far as why i i, I found the 
the kind of the horse cows going uh, being released seem objectionable. It's just a whiff of the whiff of the prequels. And also, I thought, well, they're on this tiny. You know, it's established at the start when they when they're parking on the beach, then you see that that one like ship go off the waterfall. Um, It's established there that um, that that this is kind of like a, a small little island on on a on a on a planet that's fairly remote. At yes. least that's that's kind of the way I interpret it. So my thought was, well, yeah, sure, you released the, the, the horse cows onto the island into their natural habitat, but aren't they just going to be rounded up straight away again? I, I have to admit, like, having grown up on a farm, I did feel that same way because, like, she uh, grows uh, when she's kind of... I'm trying to remember exactly what she says. Go. Now it's worth it. It's enough. Again, this is where I come back to the the. the it's a kids' film thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kids enough, aren't going right. to think about this stuff. It's that's simple true. enough that it'll work for them. That's and, true. And it's enough of a broad message that it'll get them to think. Like, I wonder if there's certain elements of this that will get kids to question the relationship between their own engagement with animals and their future, and their engagement with food and where it comes from, sure. and and their engagement with like milk. Yeah, and fair enough. Animals that go. <laughs> <laughs> when when you drink that weird milk, um, uh, it's just some fucking. Weird, it was all in his beard. I didn't like it. Um, but someone has got a beard that things get in. I just I just I didn't like it at all. Um, no, no, you will milk. Um, anyway, right. What else have we got on this to talk about? Um, uh, do you want to get to the end? Uh, let's. We could talk about the um, uh, Luke's reappearance. Yes. Okay. So once we're on to uh, crate, and then Luke coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you notice that his footsteps did not move the white layer of no. the planet? No, I didn't. I didn't know until it was pointed out to me. But it's very. It's another little deck piece of filmmaking. They show a close up of his feet, and he moves, and it stays white. Well, there you Whereas go. everyone else's footsteps Red. place things in there. It's very telegraphed. It's very well handled. Yeah, that's um, that's cool. And there is there is that bit earlier in the film where um when they're when they're doing their um I'm, I'm just gonna call it space time again. Um when Ray and uh, and Kylo are doing their space time. Space timing and yeah. their space timing and uh, it's like you can't be doing this. The, this would kill you, kind of thing. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it's actually quite clever how they set that up in a way. Um, or very simple, I suppose, in, in being clever. Sure. How they set that up for then when when Luke does it, it does kill him. Right. <laughs> Essentially. Like the power, the energy that takes is is just too much. It's, it's and I, too I much. really dig it. I really But it, it did the thing was it did it chime with you that like he suddenly had the just for men Chuck Norris beard and the short hair? I I in my mind the way I rationalized it was uh he's tied himself up a little bit to come to come help. Like in like, my mind, I went straight to the the Simpsons. I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut uh, monorail <laughs> moment. <laughs> yes. So I did after it was all done, and after he died, I was like, he was using the blue lightsaber, and we just saw that get destroyed. Yeah. That that and that was the moment where I was like, oh, they did telegraph it. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice the bit with the salt. Points. And he says there's a line really early in the film where he goes like, do you really think I'm going to stand there alone and face off the entire First Order? He does. 
Yeah, and, and it's does, just there's so many little bits that are just really well peppered throughout it. Right. That I think people miss that it I mean it's it's so better handled than you think. Yeah. And and it should um, have been obvious when, you know, all the AT ATs and, and, and ships were firing all their crap at him and, you know, making a crater there. And then he's just, you know, he just brushes his shoulder off. It's just like, thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but at that point as well, you're like, well, is he just as, you know, maybe he eschewed the force because he was becoming as powerful as a Snoke and he's just that powerful. I thought about the, the force bubble that Leia seemed to have created around her. Fair enough. Um, I thought, oh, cool, maybe it's that. But I was also still worrying about the Chuck Norris weird dye yeah. beard that he had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and obviously, like, it, it was kind of like, I liked it because it was the same... Luke, you saw in the weird Rashomon flashbacks, which I really liked, mm-hmm. where you had the three versions of the oh yeah, the yeah Kylo Ren who, who thing. Talked about it, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But if it's kind of it's another one of those ones where like there's a lot of horror movies that do it now, like it comes at night and stuff. Did it where I feel like these filmmakers have seen all the films I've seen, but they yeah. don't have to be kind of Jaws and whatever. Right. Like they're not modern films, and I, I kind of I've always felt this about Ryan Johnson, but even more so on this one, that he's he's drawing on a lot of the stuff that I've watched. And I can look at things and just be like, oh, shit. He's he's drawing he's like little too, yeah. threads from all these things, but not in a kind of Quentin Tarantino way or not in a kind of J.J. Abrams Spielberg way. Like, it yeah. feels like... Yeah, it's, it's kind of more subtle in a way. It is more subtle, but it's also more... Le- it's just that it's less mainstream, I think. Fair enough. Uh, more so than, than subtler. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of nice. And obviously I should think a lot of people are saying like, oh, Rashomon, you know, or whatever. Yeah. As if it's a, and I'm not trying to make it a highbrow reference, but it is just, it is one of, it is what know, it if is, I, yeah. If I line off my four favorite films, Rashomon's in there. Sure. You know, and it was nice to see something do that. And, and the fact that I didn't notice it while he was doing it shows how well he's doing it. Yeah. It was only true. afterwards I was kind of like, fuck, you know, that was just Rashomon. Or yeah. I quite, I quite liked the way Kylo or Ben was just in, in a ship that was just hovering. Like very, yeah, very it took state, me a while to figure out static. exactly where he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was a nice moment. There was a bit of a moment where I was like, "Wait, the scale doesn't match up here for me." So when when the ship drops down to let him out, and there's like a you know your, your, your traditional ramp that comes from beneath it, he he almost looks like he's half the height of the ship. But, oh shit! But when when he's inside, yeah, when he's inside the ship, you know, it, it looks a bit more voluminous to that. So that was a moment that was just like, "Huh, I didn't expect that to happen in in, in a film of this quality," but. It also could be me, you know, my, my messed up perceptions as well. Um, one thing that was featured in the trailer that I, I felt was not handled brilliantly was, and it was just a visual thing, is those crystal fox things, which are kind of cool looking, okay. the ice fox or whatever, salt foxes probably. Um, ching, 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 ching. Yeah, they're, they're a cool visual cue, but they, they come in in overtime. In the movie, yeah, it's sudden death overtime. Yeah, they come in in the sudden death overtime, and they're and they're, they're not as you know they they kind of show them the way out, I suppose, in a way. But but I I I felt a little bit let down by it in in the fact that I was kind of almost promised that up front, and then I didn't get it until two hours and fifteen minutes into a two and a half hour movie. No, uh, and my, you wanted more of them. Minor gripe, just, well, just because if, if something's featured in the trailer, I kind of think well, it's not necessarily central, but it's gonna be it's gonna be shown sooner than 15 minutes before the end of the film Fair again enough. it's again, it's, I, I, it's minor it doesn't it, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the film overall but it was something that i took away i was like ha they used that image to sell the film and then we didn't get it we got like two minutes of it right at the end i don't remember them in the trailer and i i thought actually i mentioned this up front the, the there's a few audio things i really liked 
And the one that sits with me now is the fact that when Leia is on the bridge, um, and the, the, I don't know if it's the TIE fighters or whether it's the X-Wings fly by, you hear the glass rattle. Yes. Like it really goes... Like there's yeah. that, you know, they're close enough that whatever pseudo-gravity it's the ships shaking have it, yeah. can shake it and there's enough pressure or whatever. And I really dug that. I really dug some of the things that were buried in the sound design. Mm-hmm. And um, but I actually thought towards the end there wasn't enough of those foxes in the background of those scenes that you got normalized to them that when they dropped out you noticed it uh, because yeah. they're like they, they actually address that like where you know where are those noises and I thought there could have been even more of that ting 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 you know yeah, those those fox guys banging around um, I really loved that um, when there's that last one going through the rocks and they think you know there's no hope. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He shines the torch in it, and it does that eyes thing where you uh-huh. get the kind of like foxes and other things have that kind of weird reflection off the back yeah. of their, their eyes. I really dug that they just bothered to put that in. Yeah, it was nice, nice visual it's just touch. A nice feature. I agree. Other than that, I actually didn't think about them too much. No, fair enough. Um, but I, 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 it's like everyone else's you know, worries and stuff. Like, it's, it's a fair criticism. Like, if you noticed them enough in the trailer that they didn't, they weren't in there enough or whatever, then that's. And it wasn't, that they, it wasn't that they weren't in there enough for me. It was that they weren't in there soon enough, I suppose. If you if they went back and put one in random scenes throughout the film, like there's one on the bridge with Leia. <laughs> there's one. There's one dressed up in a in a long ear suit competing in the race. And, you know, do you think that? It's got a tiny little enough? kid on it. Yeah. Do you think that'd be enough for you? Or the, or the little guy, yeah. <laughs> or the the little guy who was feeding like quarters into into BB-8 yeah. is riding riding one of them. <laughs> I loved actually talking of sound design again after that scene when BB-8 walks uh, walks around when he's rolling around. You can just hear those noises yeah, rattling, rattling inside. Belly. Yeah, I love that he uses his weapons as well. That yeah, he fires them all out. Um, yeah, that was kind of uh, fun. And then uh, uh, the Benicio del Toro, who we haven't spoken about at all, actually, no. we'll get to him in a sec. He's just there picking up the coins and stuff yes. filling in his pockets. Yeah. Um, what did you make of him? Uh, I enjoyed his character, but I misidentified him when he first came on screen as Andy Circus, and I was thinking he was something to do with Snoke. Oh shit! Okay, that's fair. He looked kind of like 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 rough Andy Circus, and I was like, is that or is that Benicio del Toro? I couldn't quite tell because I didn't know Benicio del Toro was in the movie, but I knew Andy Circus was in it as Snoke. So I was kind of thinking, is he a projection of Snoke to lure them away, given the fact it was to do with uh, something to do with Snoke? And I don't know. And, and maybe that was wow. the Master Code Breaker. Who was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like my uh, my reasoning at, at the start of It Comes at Night, yeah, where, where I was like, oh, he's a post-apocalyptic hitman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just kind of it quickly built, uh, this theory quickly built in my head. Um, but uh, no, I thought I, I, I enjoyed his performance and I get the feeling we're going to see more of him. I hope we do. If if JJ takes over and kind of goes, we're never going to see him again. I I think there'll be something missed. No, I'd agree with that. Um, uh, he he's indicative of a of a feeling I have about this film, where all our major players, yeah, are they? they I think they all have consistent character types. Sure. And I think in in every moment throughout their specific storylines, they they are true to the characters. They are. And I, th- I think that's what makes it good filmmaking for me. I don't think there's anyone in there who thinks at any point they are wrong, that they are doing the right thing. And, and, and he's a great example of that because he does that. It's perfectly summed up in that last little thing where he's got his big old weird boxes of money yep. and he's got the first order taken into the ship. And uh, Finn says something like, Take it easy, Big They blow you up today, you blow them up tomorrow. 
Rico's business. You're wrong. Maybe. Yep. That's it. That was a nice moment. And that yeah. was one of the things that, that actually led to me thinking, you know what? They are going to blur the lines. They are going to kind of, that this film is going to make the point that there is no absolute good or bad. And we are going to start seeing a, a dissolution of the dark side and the light side. And we're going to start seeing the murky side. Um, I think we will. I think, I think we, we might. Will too. I just, there wasn't quite enough of it for, for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's right for the middle one of a, of a, of a, of a trilogy of a series. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's why it's the perfect equivalent of Empire Strikes Back. It's not the, the super downer kind of like, oh my God, let's leave it open-ended. Like, how do they resolve this kind yeah. of question machine of... Kind of, of sequel um, setup, yeah. Sequel setup. It, it kind of gives you hope and it set, I think it sets up, in being a well-rounded film, I think it sets up the franchise for the next 20 years. I think because of what you lay the seeds of here, you get episodes 10 11 and 12 in i hope something like 12 years yeah you know because you've you've laid seeds here you know it's that whole constant thing of um we are the spark that will create the sure. fire of the resistance or whatever and and there's so much of that that i i feel like this the power of this one won't be felt for a while i think that's why it's it's you know i could be wrong i could be saying like this is bullshit when episode nine comes out but i think it's probably my favorite one if not directly behind the first two okay and, and actually just just related to the to the um uh that this is the spark type and thing. by the first two i mean phantom menace and attack of the <laughs> <laughs> sorry <Karen. laughs> yeah. uh the, the the other bit that kind of gave me prequel feelings was the stuff involving the the kids who take care of the horse cows and right. the, there's a moment at the end um and actually like the sentiment of it uh, okay. But it's just a, it was it was a, it was it was a visual purely visual thing that just kind of gave me Annie flashbacks like little kid Annie flashbacks. That's fair. Was when when the when the kid comes out after they they and and I'm really confused as to what what where we are in the in terms of time uh, when he's talking. There's a, there's the kids talking that other language where that and you hear Luke Skywalker Jedi Master and stuff like They're that. They're telling the story of the the crate. Thing, okay, so that's that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then he you know he grabs the broom with the force. Which, yeah. a, a nice moment but it was just that that the, the visuals of that and you're, you're kind of like um your pit boss guy or whatever he is coming in to, to uh, tell them to yeah yeah that just uh, that felt like something out of out of out of, out of a prequel yeah just in, in a certain way but i but the sentiment behind it i'm fine with i like i say i i mean we all watch the prequels we all watch all of them but I like I say I think this makes the prequels look better because it does those those universe expanding elements which you're going to need. It's going to feel so limited if you just keep it to the same beats all over so again. So true. Um, that that have to happen, but it does them the right way and it does them convincingly and they feel emotionally true and they kind of expand everything in the right way. And that's why I feel like anyone who criticizes the Canto Bite stuff. You can't have what I think is actually a beautiful moment at the end, which does show that there is a future for the resistance with okay. those kids. Like those are the future rebel scum 
you know, yeah. right there. Sure, sure. And, and I get that the kids aren't perfect actors, but they're telling like the acts that happen earlier in the film will become the legends that will inspire the future. And that's where I think it's really special. That's interesting because, I mean, you're turning me around a little bit on the on the, the Canto Bite stuff because that, that to me... I knew I could. <laughs> did feel like the uh, the weakest element of the movie. And and, and when you mentioned, yeah. you know, B-Story and a, a, like a, a TV show type stuff, I was like, yeah, that actually is kind of what it, what it seemed like. Uh, the fact that you... Without all of that, you don't get that moment. You sure. can't have any of the build-up, or, or at least it makes no sense. If you do have, if you if you do stiff that stick that moment in, you're like, well, where the heck is this coming from? Yeah, well, um, yeah, just be nothing. Just some dumb kids on thing. Yeah. I think they they built themselves a get out in because yeah. there's that shot before they go back to Canto Bite. There's a shot of just everyone on the is it on the Falcon? Yeah, no, it's everyone on the Falcon, and it's a bit um, Ragnarok. It's a big like, hey mate, we're gonna get on the ship, and uh, do you want to come with us? Yeah. You know, and everyone who's left is on that ship, and there's just that little like tableau of them all speaking. Like, I forget yeah. who Finn's talking to, but he's talking to someone he's not talking to. He's not uh, usually related to or whatever. Yeah. And there's Ray and Poe, and there's just all these characters are just there, and that's the moment where you could have gone like, this is what we've got. These are our players. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't. You then you you know you you just slowly nudge across the galaxy, and you have this this true show of the future. Yeah, and I don't. I like I say I don't think you get to that moment without having the Canto Bite stuff. Okay, you can't. And I think by telling that story of Luke Skywalker and by having that kid and that last moment where he's almost got that, you know, the broom is a lightsaber. If you look at the way that shot's handled, yeah. And I just think it's a it's a beautiful moment. But anyway, um, what else? What else haven't we touched on? Um, yeah, what else happened? Um, plenty. I've seen people bitching about uh, Poe Dameron's storyline and how Holdo doesn't tell him the plan and how that's wrong. Well, so so I think one of the things that so the way I took that is is and and actually a running theme through this movie for me was people don't communicate well and it leads to bad things. Now. I'm I'm fine with that as a narrative, um, a narrative device, but but I kind of feel like there should be some learning from it, and I feel like that there probably was, but but the running theme of this movie to me did seem like did seem like uh, pe- people don't communicate very well, and it leads to misunderstandings, that leads to bad things. So so the mutiny wouldn't have happened if what mutiny. Oh, it sounded like you said mutiny. The mutiny wouldn't have happened. I'm saying it Welsh, okay? For right for Rian's sake. For Rian Johnson. Rian Johnson. Mutiny. <laughs> we'll go to Planet Mirtha next. Um <laughs> Planet Newport. Uh, anyway. The mutiny wouldn't the mutiny wouldn't have happened if she had communicated to him in the way that Leia would have if Leia wasn't laid up, and she had this plan of like we're yes. we're slowly going going toward crate, um, then 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 he he wouldn't that that wouldn't have happened. There wouldn't have been a, a like you're a traitor type situation going on, and that suspicion that that potentially she was a traitor, um, wouldn't have existed. Yeah, so yeah, okay, so, yeah. so the, the I can see why people would complain about it, but it was a it was a narrative device. It was something that that was used to further the plot. So I disagree. Carry on. But so, I, yeah, so yeah. I, I, the, the the lack of good communication was frustrating for me in the movie. Definitely, absolutely. I was like, ah, if you just told him, then it would have been fine. But 
but would it have? I, I want to. You're shaking your head. I want to hear what you say. I think it's it, the, right. There are so many points, and I, I should have mentioned this earlier on. And it, it ties back into Snoke's uh, and how um, he reacts to Kylo Ren and stuff as well. I think there's so many bits in this where you you check your entitlement, and it, and smug people cause problems, and smug people with entitlement cause problems. And I think it it ties into Ray. It ties into Finn to an extent. It definitely ties into Poe Dameron. Definitely ties into Snoke. Okay. But they're still acting, like, like I said, I think they're still acting consistently and truthfully to themselves Yes, as fictional characters. Um, but look at it, like, take it like this, okay? Like, Leia's laid up. The last thing you know as you're, you're the new commander, Leia did was demote this guy because he got the entire fucking fleet killed. True, with the bombs in space, which, yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't quite... It's, it's actually, apparently, there's a giant explanation of exactly how those work, and it makes sense. Okay. Um, that's what I thought the... because initially my initial reaction was wait 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 we're in space there's no gravity and then I, I, again I was, it was why are you just dropping moment. bombs yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a stop it moment for me so there's something about the the they're propelled oh. and then the magnetic thing but also the fact that the it's the same with the window rattling actually the um the the a thing the size of a dreadnought would create pseudo gravity and they would be Okay. They would be drawn towards it, but also they're propelled towards it anyway. But anyway, Fine. apparently okay. that's in the in the books, like the you know those sure. big fucking visual guides and yeah, Haynes manuals they make for this. Yeah, the, the blueprint <laughs> blueprints they they make for all this yeah. stuff. So, so it's all it's all type that. But anyway, so, so your point about Holdo is that that she she's not emotionally connected to to Poe in the way that that Leia is. She doesn't know him, so all she knows yeah. is he got demoted. He got demoted. He busts in on you on the bridge, being all like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and and, and she's just like, "Get the fuck out of here! You just got everyone killed." You, yeah, like this. He has absolutely no right to be told what's going on. That's and true. I think if if you not if you personally, but if people think that he has a right to do it, you need to you need to look back at like how you analyze that character. Yeah. And I think it's so nicely handled. It's kind of like, the, it, as long as everyone's on the same page, it's fine. But this is where Holdo and Poe Dameron aren't on the same page. Right. They both have a mutual love for Leia, but they've never, their Venn diagrams or whatever have never crossed over. So right. he's just this prick. And and in the entitlement stakes, like if you do go and see it again, look at the, the bit where they focus on him. When... Um, Oh, when she's being announced, yes, I noticed that. I noticed that bit because he thought they were going to say him. He thinks it's his fucking time. They thought they were going to, yeah, and that that was exactly because at that moment he he did kind of come off as as like, well, I knew it wasn't going to be you because you're just a flyboy, and, and like you said, you just got demoted. Yeah. So how how is it possibly going to be you? But but he's central to the story. Thinks it is. Yeah. Because exactly, he thinks yeah. he's like I'm the fucking big shit, you know? Like yeah, that's true. And. And that's what I love about it. It's because and it's literally addressed. And again, it's kids' films. There's a line that literally addresses it, and people are missing it. There were heroes on that mission. Dead heroes. No leaders. Yeah, because it, it, there was a great moment in in that in that scene where uh, everyone's cheering because the dreadnought's been exploded, and she's just looking at the little diagram, and there's like three or four red. Boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, and and, and yeah. I know, and I, I knew that was coming. I was like, she, she, that there's going to be a, a solemn moment where she realizes this came at a great cost. But and that's it. So there's there's the smugness and entitlement, and and the whole film I think is about how to really achieve something. You need and, and actually, fuck Luke addresses it as well, doesn't he? He says about um, the Jedi Order, the past version of it, like yes. you were saying earlier on. He says to think of yourself as more than that is vanity. Yeah, he does. 
Yeah, that's and, and there's, there's so much of that that runs through it. I'm actually getting really amped up about it. I want to go and see it again. Um, <laughs> because it does run through all of it. And the film is ultimately about failure through that kind of... Um, that hubris uh, almost, yeah. Hubris, that's yeah, the word. Yeah, and, and, and that's true. And, and one of the, the moments from the Yoda scene that stuck out, out, out to me was that he said, you know, that the greatest teacher is failure, essentially. Yes. And, and, and I was just like, like, you know, Star Wars gets a lot of undue credit for being philosophically deep, but this one actually has some balls to it. Like, you know, all of the, the attempts at, 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 at sounding mystical and philosophic come out, in the prequels come off like, you know, Deepak Chopra stuff that, that it's, it's, it sounds deep, but it really, 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 really isn't this, th- that stuff actually it has some substance to it, I think. And, and I think I'm, I'm thinking about it and I want to go see it again now because that, because of what you've been saying and kind of with knowing that stuff, seeing, see how I see it differently, because like I said, that until we started talking the whole, um, I just want to call it Keshik, and I know that's that's wrong, but the casino scene was, was how I've been. Uh, Canto bite. Canto bite scene was was like okay, I would cut that, but but now that you've said that, I want to go rewatch it and see what if what what you say about it being kind of a linchpin almost is it, it holds true. Um, you yeah. know, and, and I, I try, try I trust and, and and value that it will, but I'm I'm curious to to kind of watch. And it again. there's less of it than that, you think. I I yeah. get the criticisms of it, and they're fair, but you you don't get the the real beauty of it without those scenes i think okay yeah and you don't get the future of it without that all you do is get sure. the comfortable the comfortable bit that you already know okay and that's okay. not the world we're in you know that's you have to go past that to really achieve something with star wars it really does kind of almost expand it and i know you had the expanded books and the fucking like you said sure, i sure. was that kid by the way okay. i read some of those books i read the timothy zahn ones um, I read um, the comics. Like I've dipped in and out of like the Dark Horse '90s Star Wars is just three films, and then a lot of ancillary media kind of yeah. kind of universe. And so I, this is where I don't get some of the fans who feel like they are just coming off the back of that. Well, and, and I've, I worry that those are the same people who um, who, who were, were, were the were the noisiest voices when uh, the Force Awakens came out. Who were just saying it's just a New Hope again. Uh, you know, right. and and you just can't please them. So why why bother trying? Yeah, because which is why I hope they don't course correct with me too. JJ in the next one. Yeah, me too. I I I because because they complain about you know oh it's just a retread of New Hope, but then they do something that's somewhat new and different in this. See, I was worried when when they were space timing with Maz Kanata, I was yeah. worried that that they were just going to do um uh, uh Mos Eisley Cantina again. Right. I thought that's what was. I thought that's what was coming when Finn and Rose went off to 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 you know meet the Master Codebreaker. I thought, yeah. oh, we're going to get because mo- actually there was a bit of a, and I don't know why, but in the theater that I went to, there was a a, a, play, a grand player piano in the lobby. It looked, looked like it had been put there recently, and nice. I was like, is that? Are we going to get like a piano scene, in where there's like a like a song or something or or like a, a band playing a, a la. Uh, Moss Eisley Cantina, uh, and we or Jabba's Palace, or Jabba's Palace. Good point, but we didn't didn't really. We didn't really get that, did we? It's got that mic, and he blows and, and, and you see his like tonsils wobbling. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. Um, although actually, having se- seen some of the the original footage of that, and you can almost see the guy just wobbling the rubber puppet up and down. It's yeah. not that neither neither version of that is great. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to watch it again with with that 
in mind the, the notion that 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 is is kind of fairly key to to getting us to where we got to at the end of the film i think so and it's not it's not as long as you think and yes i get the prequel vibes thing but i think it makes the prequels look more righteous in what they were trying to do okay because i feel like all the best things from the prequels this film actually does well like okay. and a lot of people have said like oh we've never seen arms dealers in the star wars universe before and like that's totally new. <laughs> you were yeah but you also had the camino guys who made the clone army oh yeah absolutely and you also oh, the, had the, 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 the like tall weird things yeah, yeah, yeah you had those guys like clone army you know like uh and didn't you have weren't the who was it who made the fucking roger roger robots roger roger um, wasn't it the was it the weird flying guys oh i think didn't they make the death star did they the, make, the, were the they making the, the death guys? Either, yeah, the bug guy. Yeah. Right, yeah, because that's so, where you have the, the R2-D2 thing. Right, so it's actually consistent. We, we we have seen arms dealers from the very beginning. Yeah, but I don't think they've ever been addressed in terms of weight. No. Whereas here you feel like that, even though, to be honest, there's 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 a few sentiments that are kind of like, yeah, we really fucked them over. It's like, actually, you just, you just buggered the MGM grand. You didn't actually harm arms dealers, you know. No. Maybe you stole their ship, you know. Right, that's about um, it. Yeah, it's it's not going to put an end to them. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's. I suppose it's just a middle finger kind of thing, isn't it? It is. It's a. It's a. It's it's tokenism. It's it's symbolic. Um, yeah. And actually, that 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 it brings an uh, an interesting dimension to it because there's the, the the I suppose rethinking it a little bit on the fly here, the 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 disparate aesthetics of the casino. Uh, Canto Bite and the um, uh, the the battles going on between uh, the the First Order and the um, and the rebels or the the uh, whatever you call them, you yeah. know these these people over here who are who are who are fighting for their very survival and the, the the fate of the universe are in this terrible situation, and then you've got people halfway across the galaxy who are, who are gambling and and drinking and uh, and there's there's and don't give don't give a care essentially. That, that that's that's kind of an interesting parallel to me because even in in the in the previous ones i've had uh, my my kind of key uh i suppose gangster uh go-to is is jabba and he's yeah. and and he kind of lives in that seedy world in, in a way and and these people are living in this opulent world which is very very different um and and i, I kind of like the idea that we meet more characters like uh, benicio del toro's character whose name was something like dj or something really i, I don't that's really, what it's credited as i'm not sure yeah, it's ever said in the i film. don't think it is yeah no, i remember seeing that in the credits um who are these almost they're almost like war profiteers in a way yeah and that they're, they're they're benefiting from both sides and 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 I, I really liked his character for that very reason. And you've, you've got the unambiguous side of that where you've got people who are reveling in the fact that they're profit, profiting off of mass death and slaughter by providing the very tools to, to facilitate it. And then you've got the people in between who are just kind of on the peripherals and just using their their skills to 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 survive and yeah and and and, and kind of keep going even in this bad situation, but aren't necessarily on one side or the other. In the grand scheme of things, they're tiny people. Yes. Meaningless people. But um, they are the few people who can see the bigger picture. Exactly. And I think that's how you expand the universe. Because, I think you're right, yeah. Um, you have uh, everyone almost, like Jabba the Hutt, everyone you've just described is focused on quite a small segment. Right. And of, they're, they're kind of, of big the in their own story. minds. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're back to arrogance or, or, or entitlement. Or whatever we are, call. yeah. Think like, about Jabba's Jabba. palace. Like it's a tiny little ship. Or like yeah. like thing floating along a desert planet, 
And I kind of like that. I just, like I said, it sort of blows it all wide open for me. And that's where it gets really exciting again. Yeah. Because, because you can then do anything. Yes. So race parents, um, the, it's revealed maybe, and this is a maybe for me, that they are nobody. My yeah. concern is that that is that they're going to undo that in the next one um, uh, because it was just a way of Ben trying to get Ray onto his side. My rebuttal is, because I wondered that, because, oh, he could be lying. Yes. She says it first. She says it first? She says they were nobody? Do you want to know the truth about your parents? Or have you always known? Are you just hidden it away? You know the truth. Say it. Say it. They were nobody. They were filthy junk traders who sold you off for drinking money. <laughs> the dead in a pauper's grave in the Jakku Desert. You have no place in this story. You come from nothing. You're nothing. But 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 she doesn't know. There's so many ways of of undoing that, unfortunately. And they might. And, and they, they might. They might. <clears throat> but I but I I like I like the the I prefer the idea that they were drunk trade scrappers who sold her for 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 their next drink. For booze money. Yeah. yeah, for booze money. I I think that's that's a when I kind of want to get away from everyone in the Star Wars universe is related. Why did you need backstory for everything? I always had this thing with horror movies where backstory is bullshit. Was my, like, you don't need the Michael Myers as a kid movie. You get that one scene at the start of Halloween. Yeah. And that's all you need. Sure. You don't need to know where the monster came from. Right. Um, yeah, no, but and, and but I think actually that scene is in rewatching is, is again deftly created so that you can allow minimal room for them to wreck on it. I hope, I hope they don't. You shouldn't, let's say. You shouldn't back out of it. Yeah. And and if he had just said it, he could be lying. Um, just to go back to Poe Dameron, I've got one last bit, because I, I think the Poe Dameron arc in this is perfect, but I okay. think everyone's just ignoring it. Um, it's his... He probably is going to be the leader next time around, because Holdo's gone, and they're going to have to do something with, you know, getting Leia out of the picture. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do um, that. Uh, but it's a shame it's not the last line she says, but um, when he's he has that moment where he's realising what Luke's doing... He's stalling. It's it's a giant flashback to the beginning of the film and heroes versus leaders, and and it's his moment where he actually becomes a leader and he drops that thing back and it's all about everyone. It's not about me or whatever. Yeah. Or it's not about this one moment. It's about the rest of time. Um, and Leia just goes, "What are you looking at me for? Follow him." Yes, that that in, in the end, I like that moment. That was yeah, a fun. That was like, almost like a passing it, of the torch. It was. That's that's the moment at which he could stand up and take. He's finally become a leader where he could take control of the the thing. And I think you probably do see that if they leave that kind of couple of year gap, mm -hmm. real time gap between this and the next one, he's your next obvious leader of the resistance rebellion whatever rebels, you, whatever you, you call, call it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I like that. Do you have a problem with that arc having taken place in terms of real time within the film over like a day though? He's gone from being there was no leaders out there to to here you go you could be the next leader within the space of like thirty six hours. Um, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I'm just curious if you do. No, because the film feels like it takes you on a journey. Like I've seen some people say the film feels like a whole season of a TV show. Okay, yeah, and I agree with that. And yes, if you if you want to actually timeline it, then yeah, it it, it probably is too quick. 
but but that's that's like uber nitpicky stuff as well there's, there's no need yeah i've always said movies could take you around the world in in two hours sure it's true but this takes you across the fucking universe in two yeah. hours yeah because so, if you get into timeline stuff it's like how long does it take canto bite and why are sure, we doing sure. the oj freeway chase Star i know Wars? yeah <laughs> i mean but i mean it's a movie about space wizards it, it, it you know, the idea that, that a movie about about space wizards and, a, and an intergalactic force and and you know robots with characters can can stretch the levels of credulity when or the limits of credulity when it gets to that point when you've already accepted all of this stuff is what I have a problem with and well but he wouldn't have done this because this is how it works it's like no you don't get to say that the filmmakers get to say that it's the looper it doesn't fucking matter moment okay yeah. like like remember like why were you not when you were a child and you invested in whichever Star Wars first got you, you didn't analyze it this way. And like, this is if why you I can keep... find this clip, I want you to put it in here. There's a great moment, and I don't know why, but this is the second time I've come to Willy Wonka in this in this uh, discussion. There's that great moment where Veruca Salt is is licking the wallpaper, and uh, he says the snozberries taste like snozberries, and she's like, "Who ever heard of a snozberry?" And it just cuts to him, and he's like, oh. "Wait a minute." Must show you this. Lickable wallpaper for nursery walls. Lick an orange, it tastes like an orange. Lick a pineapple, it tastes like a pineapple. Go ahead, try it. Mmm, oh. I got a plum. Grandpa, this banana's fantastic. It tastes so real. Try some more. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Snozberries? Who ever heard of a snozberry? We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. Come along, come on. There's a great moment where where he's kind of saying, "No, I'm the one who's who's in charge of this narrative. Um, it's fine." Yeah, but, but all of that, all of that, everything you just said, I just think the film. And I, I, yeah, I I, I think I, I worry because I tried to to go into the film with it without a cynical. Um, Mike Stoklasa, sorry, Mike, <laughs> uh, I on it. Um, you know, I think we all have an element of that in us. Um, but, but it's, yeah, there's, there's, like you were saying, it's either, um, taking it too much on like Disney's terms, like the vlogger kind of self-promoting lie machine kind of, yeah. towards it, or too much on their own terms. Like I'm the center of the universe kind of attitude. And again, like the characters in the film, need Either of those are wrong if you're being honest to yourself. Sure. If you take it on what's best for the film and what's best for the franchise and what's best for the characters that you're investing in, it's what it needs to be and exactly where everything needs to be going. Everything about this one makes me feel that they are actually respecting filmmakers and ideas and trying to do best by the trilogy rather than just like, let's make a load of it, let's grab cash and get out. Right, of it. right, yeah. You know? and, Whereas, and I get, so was it, it, I thought I saw the credit that it was that, that, Ryan Johnson was heavily involved in the writing of this, right? Uh, his credit, I believe, is just written and directed by... I, I believe there may have been a co-writer. Okay, okay. But, but the, 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 the credit at the end, and this is where I was saying, loop back to the beginning, I was saying about if it's a trick, I was, I bought into the trick, mm -hmm. that they are very much making this appear like an auteur film, even if it isn't. Okay. And I know they've got, a, they've got a, not a writer's room, they've got a, what they call a story committee or something like that. Okay. So I think a lot of these elements might have come in from other people. It's not just Ryan Johnson sitting down and going like, oh, just create a Star Wars. No, but he um, might, have, might have been kind of like primary on the script, for example. Yeah, and okay. all the trolling and all that kind of like 
not trolling, but all the mild little it doesn't fucking matter style stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like feels consistent to him, but there might be other things that have come in from elsewhere, and why not? Interesting. But it's it's doing right by them rather than worrying about the kind of like whatever happened on Rogue One because it's clearly compromised, and the two guys that got fired off directing the Han Solo film and stuff sure. like that. You know, all of this stuff that's been making you feel like oh maybe they are going more corporate with it. Even if they are, they've done right by the by the property with Last Jedi for me. Good, good, okay. Well, I'll be interested to see what happens with with the next one. Um, I, I, I'm a little more worried than I was now that I know JJ's coming back, but I was kind of hoping they'd just give it to a third guy or gal. What they had at one point, but it was Colin Trevorrow who made um, The Lost World, and then he made The Book of Henry, and okay. and uh, and it just didn't seem to go well. He fell, and, out, uh, fell out of favour with the elders. Yeah, he was very unceremoniously disappeared from uh, okay. from his uh, Sir directing episode nine thing, which is a shame because he's a weirdly challenging filmmaker and I don't mind him as a guy. Maybe it wasn't the right choice, but okay. I don't know because people got fired off Star Wars. Isn't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but either way I'm, I'm so on board for the next one. Whereas at one point I was like, me too, me too. Uh, there was, there was a moment when during the hype of this, uh, the run up to it, I was like, I don't know if I want another one of these. Exactly. But, I don't want but, to but now, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But it's special. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I was like, well, if they're just going to keep churning these out for the next 20 years, am I really that interested? But yeah. this, this is, this is, you know, the, the excitement of this one after watching it was, was something that, that kind of made me think, okay, I could definitely do another one of these. I will completely rebut all my comments to end in that the through line of this film is in many ways, if you want to boil it right down, is the blind following of authority. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and if we are, if I like it as much as this and the message is don't act out, <laughs> follow your leaders, then Disney is kind of the empire again. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm yeah. thoroughly reinvested in Star Wars, possibly to a very, very evil message. Interesting. So, But that's my rebuttal to my own enjoyment of it. All right. I like it. And that was our Star Wars episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope my rambling, drunken nonsense towards the end was um, fun for you. Um, I really did enjoy the film. Uh, editing this made me really want to watch it again, so I picked it up on Blu-ray. Um, let us know what you think. We are uh, we're on all the. I don't know. I don't know what our social media handles are, but I know we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, uh, uh, the podcasts on iTunes. Um, and I should probably get a proper list of all these things off Gerard. I'll, I'll actually send him an email. Um, I, I should know this stuff. I apologize. See you next week, folks. Ooh, there's some people singing. Hang on, I'm going to leave this recording.